0: Hello, Championship Overreaction Monday, January 31st, 2022. So much to talk about, okay? Huge day. Ian Rappaport stops by. Darius Butler stops by. Peter Schrager stops by. AJ's here. The boys are here. A lot happened yesterday. We hit two super boosts. No big deal. Let's go! If you enjoy the show, by the end of it, please be a friend tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Here we go. Going to SoFi Stadium in two weeks to battle it out to go down in history as Super Bowl champions. Will it be the Cincinnati Bengals representing the AFC after beating Don the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City with a kicker that doesn't seem to know how to miss in the postseason? 12 for 12. Joey B, by the way, a fucking guy. Yeah. Or will it be the Los Angeles Rams who have gone all in this year business-wise, sacrificing future first-round picks like they're absolute nothing? Give us Matthew fucking Stafford. Ooh. Give us Vaughn Miller. Give us Odell Beckham Jr. And all of those guys and more are making plays to propel the Los Angeles Rams to be in the Super Bowl in their home stadium against the Cincinnati Bengals squad that is coming in there ready to fight. Hell yeah. I'm excited for everything. I can't wait to chat about the games that were yesterday. What the hell happened in the second half to the Kansas City Chiefs offense? Was that because of the Cincinnati Bengals defense? And what happened to the this Niners team that we thought for sure was going to go on to go on to have a win. Well, there was an interception that almost took place late. (laughs) That thing was dropped. I think every person that knows football immediately said, ooh, 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 "Ooh, that was your chance! That was your chance!" The football gods were on the Niners' side throughout the entire game. Whether it was grit plays, or kicks, or penalties, or fourth downs, it felt like the football gods were on the Niners' side. They dropped that pick. No, no, can't have it. Here we go. Odell Beckham Jr. Boom, boom, boom. Los Angeles gets a win. What an electrifying Sunday! We can't thank you enough for overreacting with us here today. Can't wait to chat with you on the five-hour NGR phone one 833 4 McAfee and can't wait to get through the hashtag PMS I don't want to overreact but, but tweets that we made a bird call for this morning on the beautiful Twitter. We have incredible guests today Darius Butler, Ian Rappaport and will somebody text Schrags to see if he wants to stop by Ooh. today to chit chat about his best friend and Podcast co-host, Sean McVay, back in the Super Bowl at the young age of 36, getting a team all the way back. The boys are here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, at Tone Diggs. We had two Super Boosts hit yesterday. We are back to To back. Back
1: Back to back.
0: back. That was fucking awesome. Hit him for like $16 million yesterday with our super boost. It felt like, now this is gonna sound arrogant and I don't wanna ever sound that way, but it felt like when I logged in to FanDuel to pick out what both parlays were gonna be, the bets were just falling right in front of my face. I would scroll, I would see something, boom! That's definitely gonna happen. You're telling me Debo Samuel to score a touchdown? What? Cooper <laughs> Cup to score a touchdown? What? And Matthew Stafford to throw for 250 is plus 500? Give me that, please. You're telling me Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown what? Jamar Chase to score a touchdown Tyreek Hill to record 50 yards what? and what? then Joe Burrow to throw for exactly <laughs> 250 wow. yards is plus 600 in this Super Bowl fucking give me that Cash we hit plus 600 plus 500 yesterday in the Super Bowl and although the week before we won 0 for 2 yesterday we won 2 and 0 who's harder than us nobody and we're going in the Super Bowl to continue to rake this oh. goddamn money it's better to be hot Hot late than to not be hot at all. I'm excited about what we did yesterday at Tone Digs. You also were accurate in your predictions on who's going to win, who's going to cover, how things are going to go. What was the weekend like gambling wise, and what were some surprises that you seen and learned yesterday?
2: Yeah, first off, hats off to you because Thank plus you. 600 is a 14% chance to win a bet. Well,
0: it was boosted. It was actually plus something lower, but oh. I agree. Still, yeah, you know. still. still pretty I, good. Mean,
2: I mean, that's a, good. For you to hit two of those is absolutely absurd.
0: Thank you. I will take my uh, thank you. I thought it was, thank you. There were some tough beats this year on these super booths. Yeah. There were some tough goes, some tough downfalls, a lot of hope, and oh shit, we're close, and then bang, we're down. And then championship Sunday for two of those to hit. Yeah, thank you. I, I needed it. I think it was something that the entire season called upon, really, in my eyes, for me uh, personally. But the only thing that's good is we took them for 16 million. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. 16, 15.8 something, 15.9, whatever the case. Let's round it up. We took them for 16 million yesterday. And if I know anything about anything, the heaters don't just stop. No, 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 no. What's the next game? Super Bowl. That's good news because wow. we're about to hit him for big. And wait till yeah. this coin toss thing. I'm oh, definitely getting that right. Oh, definitely yeah. Definitely getting that right. Oh, yeah. I mean, what are we even talking about? I'm all the way back out here. Yeah, but you thank gotta,
2: you. You got to shout out T. Higgins for getting that extra yard because in the past he would have got one yard short. That that was the story of this year. Now,
0: not for him, but for our boosts in correct. part. Correct. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Correct.
2: And then – that was huge. so FanDuel got, Fandu got taken there. And then some fucking guy put $20 and won 570000 on the correct score this weekend at FanDuel.
0: Hit him back to back. Yeah. And oh, I don't know damn. if we've gone through the entire hashtag PMS Feel Good Friday scores. I'd assume somebody would have guessed these, this score. Mm-hmm. But somebody actually put the bet in on FanDuel yeah. for the two exactas. This guy won exacta, exacta. Yeah, 500 and some thousand dollars. He won off a $20 bet. Jeez. Damn. Jeez. Shout out to that dude. Winning yeah. yeah. Wow. Great bet. All right, start talking about these games a little bit because there was a lot that had happened yesterday. It appeared as if everybody on earth, including writers, reporters, family members of team uh, players, everybody thought the Chiefs was winning that one. 18-point mm-hmm. lead at one point. Halftime celebrations were high. Applebee's songs were being sung. <laughs> yeah. Everything was popping off. The CBS crew at their halftime show couldn't hear a goddamn word any of them saying no, because no. how happy the Chiefs' kingdom was. How happy Kansas City was there up. They got Patty Mahomes. It's the Bengals. Take a fucking hike. Bengals. I actually took Cincinnati Bengals plus seven and a half. Felt very good about it. Then I was watching the first half. I think like a lot of people, and of course, this is what the Chiefs do. When the Chiefs is vibing, the Chiefs is tough to stop. And then whatever the Bengals did at halftime, I don't know what they drank, what they did, what they said, who hugged what, and who decided when they came out and flipped the script on that thing completely. Patrick Mahomes' QBR was like 100 and something in the first half, zero in the second half. That's lower than what Carson Wentz had against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the last week of the season. Zero QBR at the end. Yeah, NFL on CBS tweeted, Patrick Mahomes QB rating by the half, 149.9 in the first half. Awesome. Holy shit, this is the Chiefs. This is exactly what we saw this Chiefs offense look like against the Bills defense last week. They've continued it right into this week. This is going to be a problem for everybody. Second half, zero. Cincinnati Bengals somehow took out the fire extinguisher. (laughs) blew that thing down Mm -hmm. and shut off the entire fire that was the Chiefs offense. Congrats to that Cincinnati Bengals team for doing that. Now the whole conversation is going to revolve around what the fuck happened to Patrick Mahomes? That wasn't that pick, obviously incredible play. I mean, Bates is, Mm. hey, Bates is a menace. Yeah, very good. He is a hell of a ball player. I I did not know he existed before a few weeks ago. That's on me. I have a football show I talk about the NFL. I should (laughs) at least talk about that guy. It looked like he did that on purpose, the little ball tap. But then the fumble by Patrick Mahomes on third down, To lose like 35 yards for a game tying field goal back there. He didn't look anything like what we had seen from him in his greatest moments, what we had seen from him in past AFC championship games, in which I think he's two and one or three and one, three and one, I think. Nah.
2: Two and two now because he lost to Brady. and then yesterday So he's two, he was
0: two and one, but the Brady loss, he didn't get to go back on the field for right. the overtime. No, right. So he, everybody's just assuming he would have went out there and had a gr- another great drive and had a great game. He had always done well in these biggest games. Mm-hmm. And then the second half, just complete fall apart. Well, let's assume it's the entire offense. Let's do that whole thing and not just blame it completely on him. But maybe it was. Jackson and Brittany, absolutely. It's certainly possible. I don't want to. I don't want to spotlight, gaslight anything like <laughs> that. But I mean, it's going to be a long off for those two. I think. I, I think yeah. there's going to be some personal growth this off season. I'm soul I think there is. Hopefully. I think there's going to be some personal growth this offseason. And this is not just about Patrick losing in the AFC Championship. There's only four teams left, right? Mm-hmm. They should be pumped that they even made it to the AFC Championship. That feeling will not happen until they retire. By the way, they, like next week, they're not not happy they made it to the AFC Championship. Nobody's openly allowed to be happy you made it to the AFC Championship anyways. It's just one of those things where if you don't make it to the Super Bowl, you stink. Especially when that team is littered with Ferraris and it's like built to go to the Super Bowl but I think there's a lot of personal growth that happens after losing and you know not, a, not attaining whatever everybody else is expecting and not reaching the goals that you have in front of you that you could have definitely got and then you start thinking about what could you change how can we change what do we do I wonder if we will see the same tag team duo off the field around the Mahomes family next season as we saw this season I would take a strong guess at no mm-hmm. just, just a strong guess at no I might be wrong there are some people in this studio that are Team Britney, and this is not one of those things but they've been thrusted into the spotlight as well at a young age right? Off the field Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes then there's videos obviously surfacing from yesterday from the tag team of insufferability over there Mm -hmm. I mean there is just a lot of stuff but I think next season we'll see a very different group but I am bummed for the Chiefs, who had a hell of a run, hell of a team, and uh, looked like they were going to be able to go. But what a fucking play by the Bengals' defense turned around. And Joey Burrow. Oh, Oh, man, Everybody's talking Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, which I appreciate Mm -hmm. and respect, and I was a part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. I even asked Josh Allen, like, hey, when you and Patrick Mahomes look at each other and chat with each other, do you know that you guys are potentially the next Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, in the AFC? You two are going to see each other. You two are going to be running into each other probably the next 10 years. I wonder if Joey Burrow heard all of that and was like, what the fuck is all of this conversation about? Now he's basically at the end of his rookie year. Now everybody's gonna say he's not a rookie, he's not a rookie. He got hurt last year and we missed a large portion of his rookie season with him. When we saw him playing, holy shit, this guy's a guy. Oh, he just dies every other play, though. There was games last year where he would literally look like he was beheaded. He was getting hit <laughs> yeah. so hard in his shoulder. His head would mm-hmm. be bouncing a different direction. He'd get out there and play. He'd make great decisions. He'd be able to, you know, kind of break down a defense and do his thing. But now he's back. I feel like he learned from that whole thing. He doesn't take as many big shots. He's still mobile. He still extends plays. He has this ability to break down defenses, and it feels like you know, in the moment is the moment. He knows it, and he seizes it. He makes big-time plays plays that entire team rallies around him what a fucking baller that guy is i cannot wait to see what he becomes and the way he dresses the games oh man
3: uh, he knows it yeah talk to
0: you he knows it in in I got too much money for these diamonds to be fake, he said, in a very professional manner. Uh, I don't think he wanted to say, don't you ever ask that question (laughs) to me again. But his style, his swag, his moxie, his intelligence, his grit, and his talent are just something that we are incredibly lucky that we are about to witness this in the NFL, I think. And I apologize to Joey Burr, Joey Scheisty, Joe B. I apologize to the moxie god of Cincinnati that literally I fed into the conversation too that the future of the AFC is running through two places. I think this dude won't let it. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. to be transparent, this show
2: mm-hmm.
0: has talked copious amounts of shit
2: mm-hmm.
0: about mm-hmm. the Bengals organization.
3: Right, rightfully so.
0: Or is it Not the players. No. No, 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 no. Not the coaches. No, no. Not the fans. No. The organization. Yes. (laughs) You know, like build an indoor facility. You're in a state that has four seasons, very cold four seasons. There's actually a very large dong-shaped snowstorm that's about to come through (laughs) the Midwest and Uh probably dump on Cincinnati. Okay, Mm -hmm. Los Angeles is able to practice in Los Angeles this week. Now, granted, Cincinnati will be out there next week for the Super Bowl week. That's an entire thing. But this week leading up to it, everybody's just trying to get healthy. You're not trying to do too much. They're going to be trying to practice underneath the highway. There might be a foot of snow on the ground in Cincinnati, but, uh, hey, listen, they've gotten this far without it. Mm -hmm. And maybe because they don't have an indoor facility, the amount of grit and callus that they've been able to build up has made them be able to weather any storm, like an 18-point deficit in the middle of the AFC championship game at the home Mm -hmm. of Of the... With the kingdom loud as shit. Maybe it is because there's no indoor practice facility. Maybe it is because ownership spends less money than everybody else. Maybe it is the reason why they're great or maybe this team is fucking great and let's go ahead and try to make them. Let's give them every opportunity. Let's go and do it. Whatever the case. I fucking love that the Bengals are out there. Not great for us because we do bury the Bengals organization often. Sure. So totally. it's not like we have much access. I mean, Money Max, our guy. Right. I got a text from Hubes, uh, Kevin Huber, nice. last night. Uh, he pointed out that, you know, I was in uh, Nashville the night for that game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Titans. Uh, yeah. yeah. And All then he that. pointed out that I was in Kansas City the night before.
1: Mm-hmm. Kansas Kansas City. Kansas City.
0: That was the text he sent. He said, hey, man, just want to, you know. I said, good news for you. I think I'm at an event in L.A. on Saturday night. (laughs) How about that? And I I do believe I'm going to be speaking. So I will give a Rams. I will give it. Yeah, Yeah. go Rams, go. I got good news. Let the boys in there know that, uh, you know, the old SmackDown McAfee Minute hype curse Mm -hmm. is coming to L.A. I ain't missing it. You know, I'm doing the whole thing. That's how the Bengals have gotten to the Super Bowl. They have literally gone through every city that we've been in. And Kansas City, it felt like Nashville. It felt like, oh, shit, we're hosting this massive game. Kansas City, oh, shit, it feels big. And, like, you know, it felt large in the Super Bowl. I don't know how much bigger a moment can be than what Joey and them have already Experience Like, I don't know how more nervous you can get Mm -hmm. because it's a Super Bowl. I don't think they're going – I think that team is going to be very comfortable going into SoFi, as they should be, by
2: the way. But out in L.A., I mean, they will be – the Bengals will be the home team out there. I know it's technically the Rams stadium, but the Bengals are going to have more fans there than the Rams.
0: So the secondary markets are cooking. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I assume. I guess the
0: secondary markets are cooking because a lot of people and a lot of different teams bought their Super Bowl tickets ahead of time. You know, the wealthy folk who have access to buying – $5,000 $5,000 tickets or whatever because they hope that their team is going to make it. They had eyes that their team was going to make it. So we're going to go ahead and get out in front of this. And we're going to buy these ridiculously priced tickets uh, to a game. Now that their team hasn't made it, oh shit, now you got to unload these tickets. Mm-hmm. Secondary markets are cooking right now. We only know that because SeatGeek is in the house. Welcome. So we're getting a little stats and whatever. I mean, secondary markets are big right now. And for Rams uh, players, they have to know that's not great news for us. You know, mm-hmm. secondary market's cooking. That means probably a lot of outsiders, although Super Bowls are very interestingly fanned. And I, got, I was very lucky to play in a Super Bowl my rookie year. It was interesting down in Miami. It was Colts, obviously Saints at the time for the game. There's so many people that are there just because they go to a Super Bowl. Like, oh, we just go to every Super Bowl. So you got, like, people in suits sitting out there. You got people Mm -hmm. that don't give a fuck about the game at all. So it's nowhere near, in my experience, like, as intense or as whatever. It's just all the pageantry and the bullshit that you have to kind of get through to get to the game. And I'm not saying I do any of that. Nobody had a clue who I was. I was able to walk through media day and everything. People thought I worked for the team. It was not a problem. But I'm just saying your are stars. Getting through the week of Super Bowl bullshit I think is the most difficult part. And then once the game finally starts, I think it's like almost like a relaxing feeling for everybody that plays in it. But what a moment for the Los Angeles Rams who are built for the big moment. Oh, yeah. Kroenke, i seen him. He was holding that NFC championship in uh, SoFi Stadium trophy. In SoFi Stadium, the confetti was raining down. Mm -hmm. And next week, the Super Bowl is in L.A. and his team's in. I actually saw in his face, he said, I just won the fan base of Los Angeles. I did it. The Chargers are fucking dead in the water. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Chargers have their loyal fans or whatever. But not many independents... You know, especially in the city of L.A., who I think like good things, like yeah. good times. Yeah, like winters. I don't know if they weather the storm much, the people that go no, to L.A. No, no, no. Not that L.A. locals don't do it. I'm just talking about normally the people that flock to L.A. are trying to get away from something or get into something, so I think they enjoy good times just naturally. Yeah. And that might be a broad brush painting. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that is why I feel the way I feel. I've been there. I felt that in the humans that I interacted with as well. They like good shit. That guy who spent, what, $6 billion on that stadium? Him. Yeah, at least and then he paid another billion or whatever to St. Louis to get mm-hmm. out there holding that NFC Championship trophy was just like yeah fucking well worth it, it was my so. time, yeah. right. fuck you St. Louis I One knew it. and then walked off there that guy they won yeah oh yeah even though yeah. Niners fans were definitely in there and oh, there was a oh, lot oh, yeah. of red Cronky <laughs> won hosting the NFC Championship and then the Super Bowl winning the NFC Champion. Yeah. I mean it is what a winner for him and then obviously we have to turn our attention to the guy that was held captive in Detroit for all yeah. those years. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Matthew Stafford doing that interview with Terry Bradshaw, who was holding everybody weirdly close. Yeah. Terry, was, yeah. I mean,
2: it was weirdly close. Well, he's getting old, so he's gotta do the arm grab thing so they don't run away. Well, yeah. the well ears maybe? I don't yeah,
0: I don't, I don't know. He it. was doing
1: arm there yeah. was
0: actually he put that thing up on somebody, I forget uh-huh. who he had his thing up on somebody while he was talking. And I enjoyed it because, hey, it's hard to hear up there. And I, I get it. But it was a very, it was a close conversation with oh, a yeah. people. But when Matt Stafford got up there and they started talking and the confetti was falling and Sean McVay cut a promo, how about our core yeah. <laughs> How about player? That was awesome. Yeah, that that was was unbelievable. Awesome. But Matthew Stafford sitting up there talking about it. And there was this like shot looking up and he, the trophy was there. And then the confetti was falling. It's like that guy. He knew it all along. Matthew Stafford, his family, everybody was like, hey, this guy's a guy. We're just, for whatever reason, it's not working. And then he goes to a new team first year. He's in the Super Bowl, just like what happened with Tom and Peyton and everybody else who had the same type of thoughts. Like, if I had a little bit more say (laughs) and I had some more weapons around me and maybe I was in a different situation, it would work out perfectly every single time. And we go from one Mexican vacation to now... He is in the fucking Super Bowl representing the NFC. After all of those years of hard work in Detroit, congrats to Matty Stafford. Congrats, Matthew. You did it. It's like a piece of the Lions in the Super Bowl, I feel like. If I'm reading the Detroit fan base well off of my Twitter interactions, it does feel as if Detroit is happy for Matthew Stafford. And you know what? That's great because that guy... I mean, he's balling out right now. He
4: fucking deserves it, Pat.
0: Yeah, he's doing everything he did in Detroit now in LA and in front of brighter lights. You guys are like the minor league, you know? Yeah, Yeah. you got him ready. You
4: got got him ready for the big stage. We came a lot of great. He went through a lot in Detroit. I'm happy for him. I mean, I'm happy for us. We've been saying all along, Stafford's a dog. AJ Hawk's been saying it. Aaron Rodgers has been saying it. Pretty much every former player we talked to says Matthew Stafford is a dog. And also, happy for us because. The Lions are definitely cursed. This just proves we are definitely cursed. There's
0: an easy answer. You just pay Calvin Johnson. Simple just pay calvin johnson his money and then you move along hopefully and mcdc might be able to turn it around yeah but i was so happy for Matty stafford oh. his wife how about up when they shot up in the group oh yeah, yeah. the hug with the group mm-hmm. it, like just Crying. so happy about it all yeah real emotion and yeah. happiness and genuine you know because she has had probably conversations with people who maybe have doubted matt has said matthew hasn't been able to win she's heard all the shit that he has heard she has been there through all of the chatter that he has had to withstand which is a lot and then now he's fucking wheeling and dealing That's into cold. the super yeah. bowl yeah
3: unreal and, and that, odell like even uh, you gotta uh, feel yeah. great about odell because he was you know in the worst situation possible and he got out yes. and now he's going uh, to the baker super
0: baker may or not baker i'm sorry johnny manzel <laughs> yeah uh, johnny manzel last night did come out and say like hey uh my heisman's better than bronze and also <laughs> uh cleveland is the worst place on earth yeah so he, he, not the people he said not the people Not the organization, just Cleveland as a whole, Mm -hmm. worst place on earth. That's what Johnny Manziel said last night a couple times on Twitter, obviously had the people going. I think it was probably in defense of Odell Beckham Jr. getting out of there, going into L.A. and seeing – you know, absolute success early and quick and it feels like everybody is bought in over there and all in on the ram it up the ass, you know, hashtag R. I. U. T. A. But Odell Beckham Senior, I think last night probably smoking a cigar bigger than uh Joey Burrow dad and uh Jamar Chase's dad. Oh, yeah. I think Odell Beckham Senior was probably like my editing skills. Got- <laughs> yeah, <that should> <laughs> awesome. Seriously, kidding, yeah, goddamn Super Bowl, man. I mean it was that entire, Von Miller's back, Aaron yeah, Donald's yeah. back. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stories. Jalen getting an opportunity. Well, I mean, here
2: we. I mean, he almost, Bob Gold almost ripped Jalen's head off last night. He's lucky yeah. he's playing in the Super Bowl. I think my favorite
0: <laughs> thing about Jalen is he wears a mask over his mouth, and then he has his mouth guard hanging from his thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's actually no chance that thing could get in because it is attached. It's yeah. just a part mm-hmm. of the look. But him getting in Bob Gold's face, what was that all about? That wasn't because Bob Gold was kicking over the kickoff team.
2: No, because that happened after second half. That happened in the afterwards. So I Bob mean, Gold was. Bob Gold just s- someone who you know gets in guys' heads. Yeah, fiery. I think Jalen was trying to get in Bob Gold's head. Yeah. Oh, but little so. no, That's not but Bob possible. Gold did say yeah, like, it's possible, like, "Hey, either.
5: there's going to be more Niners fans here. Like this is our house now, so maybe Jalen uh, Ramsey took some. of yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: Bob." Oh, Definitely. who's house, they <laughs> said. In the yeah, they did. Yeah.
3: They're covering the uh, sign in the end zone. Did you see that? Because it says Rams house, like, when, you, when they were kicking field goals and Niners fans put, like, a Niners sign in front of the Rams. I mean, it was
0: pretty good. <laughs> the Niners fans, uh, Faithful also infiltrated the NFL game day morning show which is filmed at SoFi. Mm -hmm. They almost had a CBS halftime incident on the morning show because a Debo, there was a chant, I guess, a sing-along Debo, and they were singing it, I I guess, directly into the microphones (laughs) of the game day morning people, (laughs) and they were trying to talk and have their thing, and the Niners faithful were definitely there. It looked like a college game day type setup there for a little bit with the amount of Niners people that were out on that outside field. So I thought, oh, this is going to be a Niners night. And you looked at the stadium – there's a lot of red scattered in there. Oh, yeah. But at the end, when it was celebration time, it felt like there was a lot of Rams yeah. fans in there as well. That's just good. Hey, that's good NFC West battle.
2: That's, that's right. That's right. just good
0: NFC West battle.
2: It was the Niners night for a long time. And then... The
0: football gods were on the Niners' side. Yeah. That, dri- that dropped. The,
2: the second and one, third and one. And then Shanahan punted. And then the next play was uh, Stafford trying to punt back to the Niners. And they dropped it. And then that was... That was well, that happens, yeah. That
0: was curtains, dude, as yeah. Mike Vick would call it. Yeah.
3: And then curtains, there was the Odell. It was the Odell for the over and the super boost. And then the 15 yard penalty after What's that, that like too. A- and all of a sudden they were, you know, on the Niners like 40 yard line. That mm-hmm.
0: second one, third and one there. Trent Williams as a decoy was interesting.
3: The third one. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah the third and one.
3: What do they do? Because they did it
2: twice against the Packers. Yeah, yeah.
0: Of, and I mean you can see why they would run it. Because <laughs> film study would say yeah. as soon as Trent comes, they're Probably shifting, going this way, but I bet you, huh? Uh, huh? Uh, McVay's like, oh, Kyle always thinks he's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle always thinks he's so smart. But look for the decoy. Look for the gut. Actor. They were like, it's almost like they knew it was coming, which is great. That's the type of chess shit that's going on between play caller and defensive coordinator there at all times. What a fucking
3: day of football! Hey,
0: thank you, to the NFL team. Thank you, NFL. Matt Stafford's always been a guy. We we just chatted about that. I mean, that is, um i'm pumped for him that pick drop oh man huge that's what huge that was huge that's what's crazy is
5: can you imagine if that is an interception and they lose like the way people are talking about him today like he's done you know he has a chance now still to win a super bowl and win like a super bowl mvp but if he does throw a pick there and then the niners march down and score like
0: so you're saying legacies are all kind of bullshit because you never know what happened to literally the play before I mean, you could argue that. Yeah. I mean, Tom Brady in the last year's NFC Championship threw three interceptions. They beat Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the joker Mm -hmm. in the NFC, in the playoffs. Tom Brady's greatest of all time. You don't remember that, though. Only the bangers survive. Let's keep it moving.
3: When they beat the Chiefs, D. Ford lined up offsides. Game's over. Brady throws a pick, and... Instead, they're running it back, and then the Patriots end up winning in overtime.
0: Isn't it crazy how one little throwaway play is literally the game changer? Speaking of Tom Brady, this weekend some news broke, and then it didn't break, and then it was walked back, and then it was set as stone in one network, and then questioned in every other network. Uh, Sometime during the beautiful Saturday that was, Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter, and somehow Darlington is kind of – kind of drifted off into the stratosphere of this one. And Schefter is the only one that ended up breaking this news, I guess, at some point during Saturday. Um, You know, just the coverage leading into Championship Sunday. So Schefter and Darlington say that someone close to Tom Brady is saying that a retirement is imminent, basically. Tom Brady is hanging it up after 20-some years. Congratulations to Tom Brady. And everybody that covers the NFL on a regular basis goes, oh, Jeff Darlington said it. Not Schefter, by the way. Schefter normally knows his shit, but the fact that Darlington was tagged in there, co-signed in there, Jeff Darlington has had ins with the Tom Brady camp, For a long time. Oh, yeah. So as soon as you see Darling and Schefter, maybe that's why Schefter added Darlington into the tweet, per me and Jeff Darlington, because he knew that if you stack the Jeff Darlington on there, that's a little combo Mm -hmm. from Schefter. So Schefter hits you with the jab, and then he adds. And also, Darlington's a part of that. That's like, huh, huh, how about some fucking, huh? That's what, he's in the team. Yeah, this is per me and Jeff Darlington that he's going to retire. So I think everybody that read that automatically assumed, okay, So it is official. Now, we, on this particular program, as soon as there was any scent that he was retiring said oh he's retiring yeah this yeah. is not just a maybe retirement this is a definite retirement everything we've learned about tom brady through the documentary or any conversation he has or any of his former teammates this is not something that tom would want to do have it be bigger than anything else dance around with or even leak out without getting chopped off at the head and still continue to go so there was no answer from brady's team when these reports were going and if any doubt sets in in the guy at that level you think he'd step away but you would also think that he would answer that immediate with shadow lion in his social media and everything so we immediately said oh he's retiring then and we just kind of sat back then the Schefter Darlington thing comes through it's like oh he's definitely retiring a statement is imminent and then Brady's team has to step in and say no no not yet because Tom Brady wanted to do his retirement on his own fucking terms Mm -hmm. probably through some incredible video that was made by Shadow Lion with clips and thank yous and an entire thing, maybe on the Let's Go podcast that he has, Mm -hmm. maybe the final man in the arena. Somehow Tom wanted to do it himself, and now somebody who has been in his camp for a long time, Jeff Darlington, who was also added in that release, is a part of the potential message getting out there beforehand. Jeff Darlington probably kicked out of the Brady camp if I had to guess if this isn't real, Uh but I do assume that there's gonna be something epic coming in the short future here from Tom
2: Brady. And the thing that fueled the fire on Saturday was there was a TB12 sports uh, tweet that was deleted that was congratulating him on retirement and then it was deleted. So it was Tom like, hey, delete that delete that tweet. That's not a thing yet. And then the Bucs came out and said, we haven't heard anything yet.
0: So. Okay, and BA said, well, he hasn't told us and we don't know what's going on. Joining us now is an insider uh, from the NFL and NFL Network. Okay. okay. And the reason why... we. I talked about the Tom Brady thing there is because oh, maybe we can get some clarification here from a guy who watched somebody else uh, shovel his entire uh, walkway, driveway, mm-hmm. and house this weekend after a yeah. nor'easter, dropped a few feet down. I don't believe it was his kids. No, in joining us, uh, the man who's with the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends host, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet, Ian Rapoport. Hey, hey,
1: Rap Sheet! What's
0: going on, dude? You can't lift a um, shovel? What's going on? It was, it was my wife.
1: Come yeah, on, yeah, Rapshi.
6: Well, oh well, hold on. In my defense, she was the one who was smoking the ribs, so she needed to shovel it <laughs> to make sure that we had a trail to go to the trailer.
7: I
0: don't... And she was the only one eating the ribs, too, right? She was just her ribs? Uh, oh, no, well, she was making ribs for, racks, for you. So, like, yeah, She
6: can't eat four racks of ribs for, by herself. Plus, there was beans, <laughs> there was mac and cheese. Oh, oh, a lot
0: of so she's making this incredible feast for you. And uh, you thought, well, since you're doing the making of the fee, see, I'm going to benefit from it. But since you're doing the work, might as well. That's what you said? Well, I mean, she's going
6: there anyway. So it's not like she has to, like, leave the house and, like, (laughs) go somewhere else. She's literally (laughs) walking there. Regardless, yeah, anyway, the ribs were great. By the way,
0: <laughs> I bet, I bet they were, and I'm sure the narrative has been painted that you are a terrible husband. But you, hey, you do what you got to do. You know what I mean? You eat those ribs and beans and everything that that Traeger. Is that what you said? It was a Traeger grill? Yeah, oh
6: yeah.
0: I'm sure they were punk too. You know, like oh, oh yeah. yeah, they, they were sh- punk. Yeah. It's a
6: new thing they're doing. Traeger Provisions. It's really quite
1: delicious, actually.
0: Well, I'm sure, and they're like, thank you, Ian, for telling the world in the middle of one of the biggest snowstorms. Uh, yeah that you refuse to do anything, but you will, uh, you know, receive the benefit of how good the Traeger Grill is. I'm sure they were pumped for that, Ian, as are we. Hey, tell your wife she's a fucking angel. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mrs. Rapsheet. Thank you, Mrs. Rapsheet.
3: Thank you, Mrs. Sheet. She's great. (laughs) All right. Yeah, clearly you dirtbag. I mean, (laughs) shoving
0: for you. All right. Anyways, let's get to the football. Uh, The Tom Brady situation. So he wanted to release his own message. He didn't want anybody else to do it for him. Darlington, who's inside of his camp, and Schefter decide to release that he's retiring before he can release his statement. Is that an accurate assessment of what's going on? And do you think Darlington's getting kicked out of the camp? And have you ever been in this type of situation before?
1: Um.
0: Okay.
6: Uh, I would say, first of all, as far as like the veracity of the reports and what like I believe he plans to retire, so I don't I don't That's think sweet. the story is wrong, and it's hard to imagine it would be honestly. Like once, I mean, we talked about it last week. Once someone starts talking about, "Gotta do his best for my family, I want to see my kids," like I feel like most people knew that this was it, and the greatest who ever played was probably not going to play again. Um, I would say my sense of it is Brady wanted to do this himself. There is an as-yet-unreleased episode of Man in the Arena, which is incidentally also on ESPN, ESPN Plus, uh, that may or may not contain a retirement speech from Tom Brady. I'll be interested to see if it does. But everything Brady does is prepared and polished and really perfect. I mean, he's great at social media. His shows are great. He surrounds himself with a really good team. And I imagine that this would have been very, very good um, and this is how we want, he wanted to do it himself, which is great. I mean, I, I feel like he should, you know, he sort of earned it. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, life happens yes. like that sometimes, you know, so it, it just wasn't the case. And Oh, no, no. Can we go back? Can we go back? He's extremely upset about it. Yeah, I don't
0: think he's happy, but let's go back to what you said there. You said it feels like everybody knew he was going to retire that was kind of new. Like, we literally did talk about it last week, and I think you said that. Are you saying that Schefter and Darlington kind of, you know, they kind of piece something as breaking news that everybody kind of assumed and almost just cut Tom Brady right out of his (laughs) knees? What what is that? Why would they do that? Why would Darlington do that, you think?
6: I mean, I. I don't want to talk for Jeff because he Jeff, is by the way, probably a good friend. guy,
0: probably a good guy. We don't know. I don't know him that he, well. Probably he is a, good. he is
6: a very good guy. Um, and so, so it is news. I mean, it is news. It, Tom Brady retiring is news and it's big news. So I, I don't, I don't know what went into their thought process. ESPN has said they stand by the reporting. I believe the reporting is right. Um, but, but it is news and I'm sure they had the discussion of like, clearly Brady wants to do this himself. We know it's true. Should we just do it? I assume they had that. Oh.
1: Um, I was
6: surprised at the reaction from Brady's camp hey, Tom. because it was pretty. I mean, his dad was pretty upset. The agent, everybody seemed to be upset. But I I mean, I imagine they reached out to them beforehand, too. So it was, you know, I'm, from my standpoint, like it was, of course, it was frustrating. Someone else has a very big story. But it was also fascinating to see how it played out just from the initial splash and then the denials. But it's also going to be true, and Brady wanted to release it himself and the people who reported it. This is all very, very interesting weekend.
0: Accumulation of information, right? Is that what we're saying?
6: I mean, well, I also want to say something else. You mentioned, like, you know, did I think it was something? Well, we all kind of knew. Yes, I think we all did kind of know, but to be the one to say this is happening is big. Like, that, okay. it happens in trades and stuff, too. Like to Got be, it. I thought, yeah, we all kind of think... You know, Carson's going to the Colts or whatever, sorry. And but to be the one to say like this is happening this in our world's a big deal. All right.
0: Well this is you know, I mean there's a lot to dive into there, okay? Just like I'm not gonna allow you just because you were the bearer bad Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> when the lights <laughs> Go down on a That's scumbag. All right,
6: we're back. That's great.
0: Who <laughs> forces his wife to shovel snow? Because he wanted those ribs now on his so Traeger girl. Scumbag. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Light's good?
6: Um, also, by the way, okay, the good. best thing about the ribs is you put them face down in, like, honey and then a little bit of brown sugar, and then you wrap them up, and it all kind of soaks in. It's like, Who does? Them.
0: Your wife does. You don't. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> no, You're saying I you do
6: sometimes. On. This time, I happen not to.
0: Oh, because there was a time. blizzard outside. No. Yeah. yeah, of course. It was cold.
6: It was very cold.
0: Hey, those ribs, though, are delicious. Oh, yeah. Good Top ribs. notch. So good. beans as well. At what point are you allowed to be the person that definitively breaks the story that everybody knows about? Cause this is very similar to the accumulation of information about yep. Aaron yeah. Rodgers on draft day, because you said, I think we talked to you afterwards and also everybody behind the scenes was like, yeah, we all kind of knew that there was something brewing, but none of us wanted to be the people that, or were the people that were able to definitively say something. It's just right. how much of that I mean, happens. How do you know when the right time is to go with that thing?
6: Good question. I would say my the way I generally handle it is I will try very hard and this is after years of doing it the opposite way but I will try very hard to reach out to the people involved and get them either get to them and say this is what I'm reporting I must or let's you know I'm going to report this give me your feedback I'll do it all together you know so like the Aaron Rodgers thing a lot and a lot of times there's like a news peg that comes with it like let's say for Rodgers the news peg was could he have been traded before the draft? Now we all know now, like that was never going to happen. It was basically a phone call, a hang up, like that was never going to happen. But I think some of us thought at the time that it might. So that was sort of the news peg. The thing with Brady was, you know, when was he going to announce it? And would you want to beat his announcement? If that was me, I, you know, I, you try to reach out to Brady and be like, I have this, you know, let's wrap it all in once together and try to do it at once. Now, The other part of it is at some point in a story, you say, I must go with this because it is true or it is timely or someone else is going to have it. So I have it. I should, I should be the one to do like, at some point you say, I just am going to roll with this, whether or not you're on board or whatever. And like, that is, that's a tough decision. It goes, you know, that's the kind of thing you talk to your editors about and you weigh a lot of factors, but at some point. You just have to say, I know this, it is a fact, and I'm going to report it, and I will deal with whatever the repercussions are.
0: That's awesome. At a much smaller level, by the way, yeah, it's an awesome insight into how you guys all have to operate. I appreciate you doing that. In a much smaller way, Ian was a part of my retirement press conference that was filmed Hours and hours and hours before it was released, and I think it, you didn't think it was going to be news or whatever the case was. You hold you held that thing in and had a great performance in oh, the yeah. retirement press conference. Yeah, as well. it really did. Yeah, it was really good. Everybody thought actually, hey, there's a guy who makes his wife go shovel snow right there. That's yeah. it. it was it was good acting. Yeah. It was great. Acting. It was me and
6: Greg Olson, if I remember correctly, right?
0: Yeah, Vinatieri was in there as well. Big Cat right. got a couple good questions in, I think. It was good. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was, it was a good little retirement, but you were a man of your word, though. You said, uh, obviously, whenever you guys have this thing go, just let me know. That has to be a fine balance, especially when Darlington's name's attached to it. Let's get to some of the coaching searches here. Harbaugh, we mentioned last week, wasn't Interest wasn't coming from the uh, Raiders organization, but Harbaugh, there was interest for him to get back into the NFL. Now, I, I, I didn't know if you thought that was what you were feeling, what you knew, or what the story was. I think that's starting to come out a little bit more, yeah. that the NFL is getting interesting for Harbaugh. The Raiders hire the Patriots. Congrats to Ziegler and McDaniels. Yeah, yeah. good luck,
4: boy. They're now
0: to Las Vegas. Who knows how that's going to work out. there? Carr is the quarterback of the future or not. There's a lot of questions to, be, to remain there. But Harbaugh, interviews with the Vikings. Vikings now he's interviewing with the Dolphins is he the one that has generated this entire thing And is that how it works people just get loud and say I went back and then they get opportunities because this coaching cycle thing seems to be very interesting it's kind of dragging out at this point isn't it
6: yeah it's it's painful it's like a slow bleed and this is like you know I, I love it because it's fun and breaking news is fun and we did it during our show game day morning yesterday which is always great um, cause you know, you have your hit time scheduled, like, all right, I'm on at you know, 1105 and 1210, whatever But you got breaking news. It's like, all right, sit down, let's go. That's always fun. Lights on. Here. Um,
0: Lights but on it really in. is mm-hmm.
6: dragging like unbelievably the Harbaugh thing. I had not heard that he is meeting with the dolphins today. Um, they are meeting with other finalists. So, uh, possible I got scooped, but I have not heard at all that there's interest from the Dolphins.
0: Who are the other finalists uh, down there? Because I know Dayball just went to the Giants, right? Congrats to Dayball. Yeah, going to the Giants. showed up in his, his Ford truck. Oh, yeah, right out there in New York, Ford truck. Let's go to work, Why? We need to turn this place around, why? 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 It's a hard hat, what? We got some beers, why? New York, New Jersey, probably look at me and say, oh, we got another big white doofus in here, why? 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 But this this <laughs> white one's a little bit different, Why? 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 He's he super smart, why? What? Had a good offense.
3: What? People show up in Benzos in Chicago. Not oh, here oh, yeah. at 50 That was a Benz in Chicago. Uh,
0: Proud partner, two of them. Yeah, G, uh, G- Wagon. Iberflus shows up in a G must Wagon. Must be nice. Yeah, Ooh, that's G a- Wagon baby. Yeah, I don't know what Iberflus was whipping around town here in Indy, but I know oh, up God. there he's got this. Matt Gray, G-Wagon, he yeah, showed up. nice. Let's get to work, he said. I'm like, well, it's going to be a little bit too comfortable in your car? Maybe no, get to work. No, no, no. Fucking Daybo showing up in F one, What? Ride. Anyways, I thought he was maybe going to Miami because he was going to go back with 2 Who are the finalists down in Miami now? Yeah,
6: I, you know, there's a lot of secrets in this coaching world because no one wants to get sort of trumped on a hire that they have. So no one, you know, they don't always tell the truth. So it's tough to get a feel on it until it's like it's happening. It's but I kind of felt like Dayball might go to Miami, too because of Tua, because he's got a great relationship with Stephen Ross. And I'd hear, oh, whenever Dayball's teams come there, he talks with Stephen Ross. And I kind of thought it was happening. And then the Giants basically made a move, uh, Giants basically made a move saying, all right, we're going to lock in Dayball. And I wondered, like, would Miami respond? And they didn't. They were like, we're taking our time. We are good. So they are going to interview Mike McDaniel, who is a very brilliant offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Not a household name, but a really smart dude. And then Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys, as far as I can tell, those are the two finalists in Miami. They got a really good defensive side of the ball. They probably keep those guys, and then that, and you know, that will be it.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the former head coach there, Brian Flores. Is he still interviewing in places? Is he going to end up at places? What are some hirings that you predict or project in this prognostication of coaching in the NFL world?
6: Uh, so Flores has an interview tomorrow with the Saints. Which I would think it's fair to say Dennis Allen is the front runner there. But that's, you know, Flores is pretty dynamic in the room apparently. So we'll see how that goes. Apparently. Doug Peterson interviewed with the Saints oh. yesterday and they got a couple others. Um, and then Flores is still in play in Houston. And that's, talk about slow searches, that's been sort of slow played as well. They had Josh McCown in Wait on Jesus. For, yeah. Yeah. for a second interview. And then they had uh, <laughs> Gannon for a second interview on...
0: Rich. Saturday I believe Rich Gannon Don- Jonathan Gannon okay. Uh, okay. So you think man. Is there a room That Easterby sits in That has a skylight Or something And you think that's Maybe next to McNair's office And he like Opens the um, door And he's like Has Jesus come through With an answer yet And Easterby's like Tomorrow he just stares back at the Lord waiting oh. for him. Who's making the decision down there? Is it Easterby deciding? McNair family? Is there a third-party uh, adver- like, like consultant firm? Who do you think is making the decisions down there?
6: Nick Casario is making the decisions. And, you know, Easterby gets a lot of publicity. He does have say. So I'm not going to say he doesn't have yeah. say. But Casario is Come making on. the decisions. Whatever. And that is, you know, he relies on the influence of Easterby. He relies on the expertise as far as the kind of people that they are bringing in. I believe that is what Easterby does, along with some other functional things. But Casario's making the decision. And, you know, I think last year with David Cully, you could go, you know, a couple different ways on how that worked out. They decided not to retain him, despite the team playing really hard and, I'd say, playing pretty well at the end.
0: Um, You're telling me and- Easterby consults with Nick, Nick Casario? Yes. So he, he
6: basically... He deals with a lot of like character and the kind of people that they're bringing in and all sorts of stuff like that.
0: Oh, so he doesn't make like on field decisions. He's just no, like, about... no, 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 no. So I, Nick Casario isn't going like, uh, Mr. Easterby, what are your thoughts on this? Like, that's not happening, right? Because that would be tough for us to all respect Casario, I think, at this I, point. That
6: is most certainly not happening.
0: Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> all right. Thank God. Because I had, I was really excited to hear this because Casario, he's on the headset, he's on the field, he's making decisions. He might be like a, um, I don't want to say the future of that general manager position, especially if things start opening up, but he might be like a newer mold, right? With a more hands-on yeah. general manager. This might actually take place. So if he's going to Easterby to ask him for strategy yeah. questions, I was about to say, all right, Eesh. let's get that guy out of the-, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? the conversation. But I don't know what Easterby knows, and who knows when Jesus comes, you know?
6: Yeah, I also, I can't speak to that. Uh, it's definitely not, I'm Jewish, so... Um, but anyway, well, uh, he was as... technically.
0: Yeah. I yeah, guess right. I, don't, I don't know which book you're reading. You guys didn't read the sequel, but I think it's in both of them, first one, yeah. But the sequel, I'm saying, I think in both of them, he is. You know, uh, I read the sequel pretty good. Did you watch it or read it? I read it. The a whole lot, of, a lot of it.
6: I read a lot of it. Some, uh, some of it. I read some of it.
0: It's a, <laughs> wow. a lot of ages. Wow, you read both of them. Uh,
6: I have read. A lot of both of them, yes. Uh, But as far as the Casero thing, it is interesting to see if he does reshape the model a little bit. Because I know people think he's crazy being on the headset. I kind of don't see what's that big of a deal. Like, he runs the whole operation. He should know what's being said. It's not like he's pushing the button and going, all right, let's run it to the left. Like. He needs to know what's happening. I kind of think he should be on that. So yeah, and if it
0: works, person. hey, if it works, nobody will care. If it doesn't, he'll get buried for it, and then people will ask other questions as well. Hindsight oh, is yeah, always 100%. the biggest determiner about, you know, forward-thinking humans and people. Go ahead, Ty.
5: Repshi, what the hell is going on in Jacksonville? It seems like they reported that Leftwich was for sure getting it and that Balky was out, and now it's like Leftwich isn't the coach necessarily and Balky might still be there. Like, what the hell is going on in Jacksonville?
1: They're
6: interviewing Rich Basaccia today. Hey,
1: how's your family?
0: Hey. How you
6: doing? How you doing? Good Very
0: good. Uh,
6: and I would say this: like the players with the Raiders, like they, they love them some Rich Basaccia Like they, I, I, everyone's excited for a new coach, but I could feel it in Vegas, like they were feeling for their guy Basacchia. Um, like I, I get it. I definitely get it. But it's too bad. Um, and so anyway, so. Leftwich. Zito. He's not been. getting
0: a G wagon if he's a special teams coordinator for the Chicago Bears. We're no. giving him one. Yes, all we are. I mean, maybe right. he's getting. He's interviewing in Jacksonville, though. He's not looking at special teams jobs anymore. Oh. He's a fucking head coach. That guy took a team right. already. He took it's rinsed, though. What, what do you think's happening? You think somebody told Con though, like, hey, you should maybe think about somebody who's coached before uh, being in the NFL? Like, what do you think is I, the big? I, and, I was mean, was that all lies? Was there, Byron never close to being the guy?
6: There's nothing wrong with just interviewing guys to see. I, so they have they put in a request for Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, I think it was on Friday. It was Friday or Saturday. And because of the rules, because they didn't interview him the first time around, kind of when that early window opened, they have to wait until after the Super Bowl because the Rams are good and they won. So the Jaguars may actually just wait. And so they have nothing but time. So interviewing Rich Passaccia and see if it sticks is not a bad thing.
3: Uh, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, rap sheet. Uh, with McDaniels leaving, is there a chance we see Billy O'Brien come home to New England? And also, if b doesn't end up getting a head coaching job, could you see he, him going back as well? It's like Saban
0: up there. Yep.
6: Just, um, come on, back. I mean, that basically could be like, what are they called, Alabama? Like the rehabilitation? Coach and rehab. Something. Coach rehab, yeah. You, yeah. 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 Um, so we could see Bill O'Brien. Coaching, you know, I, I wouldn't be, hold on. That, I wouldn't be coaching surprised. reputation I mean, like, the rehabilitation. With, with Josh yes. left last time or when he was supposed to leave last time and then didn't, and then Frank Wright came in to save the day. (laughs) Part of the issue was they had no one to replace him, so New England made him this huge contract offer. Bill O'Brien is available now. That actually does make sense if O'Brien wants to do it, if they can get all on the same page. Um, So I would probably keep an eye on that. Uh, And then Flores, you know, going back to New England, I I guess anything's possible. I have not heard that that is in his plans. It is – I don't know what he wants to do, and he still may get a job. But to me, there is all benefit and no downside to taking a year off and like consulting and just like, just, just letting it all
0: decompress a little bit. Yeah, I mean decompression. Yeah, you, know, you know, kind of reassessing what's going on. Always a good move. Every time we get to chat with you, Ian, it's always great. Uh, we got about ten seconds here for hour one to wrap up on Sirius XM. We'll be back in ten minutes after that with more heat and AJ Hawk and Ooh. Darius Butler. Be a friend, tell a friend. Yeah. See ya. Okay, so we're off. Serious, fucking right on it. By yeah, the way, yeah, Ian, nailed it. on the screws. I'm talking about.
1: I
5: thought him. that
3: was good. Mark Thanks, McGuire, see
0: ya. bang. You know what I mean? Summer of I slams. mean it was. Hey, I mean that was.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. hanging curve. curve, Barry Bonds. Yeah,
0: because Ian was giving an answer too, so we didn't fully know. Huh? <laughs> and you, you
6: hitting lefty is just so weird to me. I get it, but it's just weird.
3: Dude, you didn't shovel snow this weekend. You made your wife shovel. So that's well, weird. That's so, a real problem.
0: Yeah, Connor's not happy about
2: it, dude. Yeah. It's fucking
0: Nor'easter, dude. Yeah. Come on. Come on, man. Take a little Columbia out of your backpack and pick up a little blue collar. Jesus. Jeez, Louise, dude. What's you know what I mean? The internet was coming. Maybe out. Maybe
6: next time, if I'm here and not away on the various trips that I have coming up, maybe I'll shovel snow next time. But hopefully, I'll be away. So. Now, oh, yeah. to,
0: to be clear, hopefully. Well, hopefully, hopefully I'll be away. I'm, just saying, I'm, I'm a, a snowblower, dude. dude. That's what I was about to say. I, I I couldn't tell you the last time I shoveled, but there ain't no way like Sam's gonna shovel either. He, yeah. you just get somebody to do it. He, like there's it has to be some neighborhood neighborhood kid. kids. Oh, but he well, has, I'm, at, a, I'm a man oh, of the people. Yeah. And I'm yeah, a man where he's at, sure. there's probably no kids. <laughs> no, 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 There's no kids going out. No, not a
2: chance. On this day and age.
0: No way. Not everywhere he lives. No. No. Oh, my God.
2: Um, I hate to say this, but I have to go
6: do some. Yeah, there we go. Look at those ribs.
0: All right, last thing before you go. I understand you probably have to do some TV. We appreciate all your time. Those those ribs look great. Thanks to Traeger and Mrs. Rappaport. Thank Thank you, you, Mrs. Mrs. Rappaport. Real quick, Aaron Rodgers, you've been writing a lot. What do you know? Who's giving you information? And when should we expect whatever to happen to happen?
6: Um, I'll be tuning into your show. Uh, by tuning in, I mean I'll be waiting outside the door, watching for him to watching him arrive. Okay. Um, just real quick, because I do have to run and do my other job. Um, this was interesting to me because I kind of thought he would peace out after the season, say goodbyes, and just go. Sounds like he stuck around for a couple of days and worked with the floor and planned for the future. Nothing definitive, and I know that no one in the world, certainly no one in the Packers building, is kind of like no one in the Packers building is kind of like we got it or whatever. But they want him back badly and they were at least encouraged by what happened. At least encouraged, cautious optimism, I would say.
0: That's amazing to hear. Packers fan in the yes. building just got very excited. Go. I assume all Packers are going to be thankful to hear that. We appreciate you. Good luck on TV. Good luck breaking whatever news you're about to break. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian
1: apart. Yay.
0: That one buffer, uh, talking right over Robbie Gold's yeah. kickoff. Oh, yeah. let's mm-hmm. And the kick from Bob Gold is a touchdown. Uh Toxic Tables here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, at Tone Diggs, one half of the hammer. Done! Cowboys is here. How was the weekend gambling for you guys? Really
2: good for everybody in the office, it feels like. Oh, yeah, yeah, we all did really well. Yes, yes
0: we did. Hell yeah. It was like two super boosts in one day. Why? Huh, Why? Why? pow bang. 16 million out of FanDuel from our nice. super boost. How you doing? Keep it moving. A pow bang. Joining us now is a man who went one and one this weekend on his picks. Not too shabby. Not bad. Not too bad. shabby. It's pretty good. Yeah. pretty good. Yeah, But all year he's been a prognosticating son of a bitch. Uh-huh. This yeah. guy's won a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion. He's won the Ryder Cup as a football player somehow, and he survived COVID. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Ha. AJ, what's going on, dude? What's up? I went 1-1. One and one. I didn't go 2-0. and oh. Nah, yeah, you had Rams. Yeah, they won. They did win. Yeah, it wasn't what, money three and line. And a half? Yeah, it oh, wasn't money one line one, thing. One, uh, yeah, it was three and a half. So. Oh, okay, that's fine.
8: Whatever. Hey, the two teams. Well, I guess I didn't say the Bengals would win, but yeah, fun <laughs> weekend of
0: football, wasn't it? Hey,
4: fun, fun <laughs> day, of
0: football, fun day. Of- <laughs> hot start here on this overreaction reaction Day. Uh, it was awesome and we'll chat about both games. I want to talk about you being in Ohio though and I've seen a lot of love for Cincinnati out of the entire state of Ohio. You and I have talked about uh, on this show about the frenzy behind Ohio guy, Joey Burrow being just this unflappable, moxie-having gunslinger who I think maybe has had to hear everybody talk about Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen being the next Peyton and Tom Brady in the AFC and although I'm not 100% sure he'll ever come out and say that there's probably him and a lot of people around him saying hey this motherfucker's different Joey Burrow seems to be an absolute stud he doesn't blink the plays he makes when he has to make them unbelievable and that entire squad the defense in the second half Money Mac making kicks as if pressure doesn't exist in that world he's four for four in the last three games trying to get adam Vinatieri's record he has 40 points going into the super bowl which is obviously the most ever entering a super bowl he could potentially break a lot of records that adam Vinatieri holds in his first year as a kicker in the nfl but this Bengals team doesn't appear to be going anywhere aj how's the feeling in ohio let's go to the fucking Super Bowl, dude yeah, I would say people are uh, are pretty juiced up here in Ohio
8: in the Columbus area, especially. I mean, the thing is, like, the range of emotions that comes from watching playoff games, especially huge playoff games. So I got – I don't know how many texts I got during the first half of that Bengals game. But like, well, it was a good run, wasn't it? We just ran into a tougher – you know, these Chiefs are serious. And Pete and I, like, I never responded to anybody because I, I, I do. I, I know what Joe Burrow is capable of, what that defense is capable of. And, hey, he showed us again, like, is he going to have to go – and when a come-from-behind win in the Super Bowl to prove to people finally, like, hey, we're we're a legit team?
0: Listen, I mean, maybe. I'm not 100% sure. But this is still, and I said this earlier, and it's almost disrespectful to Joey Burrow, but with how many games he missed in his first year, rookie year, and then this team just kind of flipping the switch and becoming what they're becoming, he's so young. It is so early in his career, especially with the games missed from the blown-out knee because he was taking so many hits. He's a – Him showing up in the outfits and the costumes that he shows up into. (laughs) This motherfucker. This dude is awesome. Like, I I bet you everybody in that Bengals organization is pumped that they have this guy. There's no other guy. And... and They're saying there's no human that's ever won the Heisman, national title, and the Super Bowl. Let me tell you why I think so. If you win the Heisman, obviously at the quarterback position, probably how you won it, your entire life you've been kind of propped up. So your life is much different than everybody else's. You win a national title and you win a Heisman. Let's assume you are... God, amongst some college places. Joey Burrow, what, had to transfer, only got to play one Mm -hmm. year, does his whole thing, has that built up natural grid already because he's been looked over, very similar. Now, he wasn't picked 199, but if you figure out a way to kind of, you know, get pissed off and add chips to your shoulder, Joey Burrow, very similar to Tom Brady, has not had a lot of expectation, I think, unless except for the last three years of his entire life. I am... So thankful that we get to talk about football with this guy being in it. And I can't wait to see what they do over there.
8: Well, don't you think just not only like what he does on the field is unbelievable for the NFL, for anybody that's a football fan, but then the character that he is like the moxie he has and the fact he's doing it for the Cincinnati Bengals, the state that he grew up in like that. It's like a, it's a movie that you wouldn't believe if you wrote this thing out. So if they go and find a way to win the Super Bowl, yeah, like this is a, it's a pretty special time for them. I'm I'm happy for them and everyone with the Bengals. But the thing too, like this this shouldn't slow down anytime soon. Like technically, they should become a dynasty somehow with Joe Burrow or be competing with the Chiefs and any the other great teams in the AFC. Like hey, we're gonna be around for the next fifteen years, guys.
0: That's exactly. Like, the beginning of this whole thing, what I meant whenever, you know, the conversation's like, oh, the Bills and the Chiefs are about to be the Bills and the Chiefs, the Bills and the Chiefs, the Bills and the Chiefs. Why not Joey B and the boys in Cincinnati? Probably because they don't have an indoor facility. Oh, yeah, yeah it could be. I mean, it's like 18 inches of They're smoke. not getting
8: one now. They're not getting one now when they – They make this unbelievable run to the Super Bowl and they're going to be practicing outside before they go to L.A. in like negative 20 degrees. Listen,
0: everybody can practice outside. This isn't about practicing outside or inside. This is just about a commitment to us being able to work whenever fucking mother nature says today's a terrible day. You're in Cincinnati. There's four seasons. You're practicing under a highway. There's 18 inches coming on a Wednesday. Come on. Anyways, that grit might be what propelled them to this point where they can withstand an 18-point deficit in the AFC Championship in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes on the other side and not even blink. What did the defense do, you think, that made Patrick Mahomes play his worst football we've seen in a long time? First half QBR, like 149.9, unbelievable. They're all dancing, celebrating. Second half, zero QBR is what NFL on CBS is reporting on their Twitter account. That pick... That fumble, the decision making, the look in his eyes looked like he had lost it, like he wasn't confident anymore. It was like a live bet we get with Goff or Kyler yeah. or any of these other guys. That you can see how they are feeling just by the look in their eyes. He looked like a completely. De- was it because Brittany and Jackson? Is that what do you think it was? What, what do you? Th- uh,
8: so I didn't watch uh, Pat's postgame presser. I'm not sure if he referenced his brother and his wife or fiance. Did he? Did, did I miss that?
5: I, I do not I don't believe he did, either. but he might sure. have. He might have
0: been like, I heard her and him yeah. at halftime yeah. <laughs> dancing yep. and celebrating yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm.
5: But I, the most
8: surprising thing, I think, Pat, though, was when Sam Hubbard, like he's buying time, buying time forever down there. And when Sam Hubbard gets him down and Pat fumbled, and that would have ended the game, like right there, pretty much. I'm like, geez, like the fact that he. he let that ball go and they backed up the field goal and everything. But the fact that he fumbled right there, I'm like, man, that's not a Patrick Mahomes type thing. Like, you know, hey, if I bought time for an hour, the last thing I could do is fumble or throw a pick right here.
0: Yeah, and he could have thrown it away. I mean, there is – I know you said he lost 30 yards on the field goal or whatever, but if I'm Butker, I'm also like, hey, dude, like this thing yeah. is a twenty-five fucking yarder. Now I gotta hit a forty-something to send this thing to overtime in the AFC championship. Do your job, okay? Do your fucking job, Harrison Butker. I get it. But that there was just numerous things that were like, oh, that's not the. That's not the showtime, you know. And, and normal- since
8: his defense though stepped up big in the second half, made a lot of third down stops when they needed it too, and they got tons of like the pressure. Hendrickson, what an unbelievable signing! Like how smart do yeah, they yeah. look? Sam Hubbard's playing very well. Like these guys, they have some studs though. They're not just they're not just overachieving. Like they have some really good players.
0: Hey, that Bates dude who I didn't know existed yeah. until a few weeks ago, he is a ball hawk. That he did that on purpose too. I think he literally, I think he he jabbed yeah. that ball to his teammate there. Right? Like, yeah. What a play. That is not what we've seen out of Patrick Mahomes. And Josh Allen tweeted, pain immediately upon the heads coming (laughs) and Kansas City winning it. And Joe Burrow, you saw him go fuck. And everybody said, oh, here we go again. But Patrick didn't have the same look. Mm -mm. You know, it's just, it's crazy how that can happen. I don't know what it is, how it is, why it is. But I I mentioned in the first hour, and I'd like to get your take on this, this offseason there's going to be a lot of reflection, right? They were one of the final four teams, Kansas City. Like, hell of a year. Like, they'll never say that. But like hell of a year you get to the AFC championship and the expectation that they've kind of set for themselves and the standard is much higher than everybody else. you got to get to the Super Bowl. If you don't get to the Super Bowl, you're a terrible team. It's like a lot of great teams don't make it to the Super Bowl. That's just kind of the nature of the beast. But they'll do an entire reflection. And I wonder, you know, if they'll have a family sit down and just be like, it feels like everybody likes me, Uh okay, personally. And I know this is very selfish to say because – uh, Football is a team sport, and a family is a family thing. But boy, it does feel like the only bullshit I really deal with is be is of because you two right there. Like, is there you th- maybe differently this year? You know, maybe maybe what do we, we think? don't. Please, maybe we grow. Hey, you, you guys are thrusted into a spotlight too. You got handed a bunch of money. You could have never known. We all make mistakes, but maybe maybe you two stop making the, about you two. You know, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, like, you're you're actually not that good of a dancer, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And you, like, nobody's really, you know, like, I I appreciate what you guys are doing, but do it to your friends. Send group texts to your friends. Mm Kind of enjoy this thing. Don't need the story to be about you two every fucking game, it feels like. And once again, Brittany and Jackson, They've thrust it into the spotlight as well. They're young. They're going through their shit. But I do think we'll see an entirely new operation coming out of Kansas City next season, personally, out of the quarterback camp. I think so. And that'll be an, an off-season conversation that'll probably happen. Do you agree with that?
8: I mean, I guess I, Patrick's just in a weird spot. He's oh. in a very tough spot right there. If he does, like, I don't know how he feels about them, you know, on the field, pregame, doing all this stuff, bringing attention to themselves. I mean,
0: he loves he, her by the way. This is oh not yeah, like oh yeah. a, we're not questioning Great. their love at all. We're not questioning that at all. We think it's awesome, but that's almost why I feel like we we should bring it up. You really? know, like you got to like tell him hey i think we should i think we should have a conversation here pat is
8: yeah. that what you would do
0: no i'm just saying maybe patrick doesn't want to have the conversation but yeah. somehow some way there's... i wouldn't
8: want would you want to have that conversation no but let's just say there's
0: <laughs> a couple of people on the internet that are having that conversation for him like hey why don't you do like maybe think this off season? oh let's help our our brother or
8: our the father of our child uh-huh. don't you think that they think they ha- They probably think they are helping him. Like, oh we're just growing the brand. We're just, you know, everyone everyone's fans.
3: Yeah, he could say that to Jackson. (laughs) But Jackson has so many TikTok followers that are waiting with bated breath to see, Mm -hmm. you know, what he's not stopping that. doing.
0: Listen, I'm a fan, okay? I'm a fan of his TikTok. Oh,
3: I'm not. I hate him.
1: I mean mean, everybody's a fan of his TikTok,
0: dude. Everybody I am. Yeah, we all are. We all love his TikTok. No. Hey, just do your thing, just do your thing. Like you know what I mean? Just do your uh, it's Hey, congrats to all of them. And maybe they are just taking attention away from Patrick Mahomes. Everybody likes Patrick. It's like the Russell Wilson Team 3 thing. Mm -hmm. Team 3 wants a trade. Team 3 wants a new offensive line. Team 3 wants a new offensive coordinator. Russell, I didn't say any of that stuff. And then when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, it's like, okay, everybody hates Brittany. Brittany is trending. Okay, Brittany is trending. What's it for? Uh, It's all terrible. Okay, Jackson Mahomes is now trending. What's uh, it's all terrible. Patrick Mahomes is trending. Man, we love that guy. Okay, yeah. so maybe they are doing it right. Maybe that is 100% a thing, but the Kansas City Chiefs should be happy with what they accomplished. Cincinnati Bengals, though, can't wait to see what they do in SoFi. Don't you think, though, that that defense for the Rams who Aaron – D-line.
8: That D-line do- is what scares me. Like they, Yeah. They have a lot of very explosive, very strong athletic players, especially in that front seven.
0: And Zach now and Joe and them have two weeks to prepare for that. How do we take care of this front you know, four that they could potentially just get pressure with because everybody yeah. else has proved that they can get pressure with just the front four and then be able to drop back in there and take away what Joey Burrow does best, which is mm-hmm. – figure out what the defense is in, and make the right decision. I mean, that is something that he does way beyond his years. I don't think anybody truly is talking about how cerebral he is on the field because of how young he is and the moxie he has. But his football IQ is through the fucking roof, Joey Burrow. It's very obvious. But if you got four dogs getting to you every single time like you did in Tennessee, I think that might be tough to get over. That defense yesterday making fucking some big plays for the Rams. Matthew Stafford with that pick that was dropped, that's when the football god said, alright, enough. We tried to give it the goddamn game. Now we're going to do this thing. And his legacy is much different if that ball is caught. But I'm so happy for Matthew Stafford and that Rams squad. But that entire team, I mean, Vaughn Miller's got to be pumped. Aaron Donald's back in the Super
8: Whitworth. Bowl. Whitworth is what, 40 yeah. now, right? 40-something. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think the he's the just Bengals, 40. Man. I think he's 40-something. He, yeah, he, 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 yeah, he was with the Bengals. Yeah, he was Bengals forever. That's the first thing I thought, wow, Whit's going to play against the Bengals in the Super Bowl. It's pretty awesome.
0: Well, and then Odell Beckham Jr. after the OBS stuff. Odell Beckham Sr. puts together that clip. I mean, that that team is riddled with stories Weddle. like yeah. trying to make yeah. – Weddle was yeah. playing pickup basketball all season. He had nine tackles yesterday. He, By the way, he went head up with somebody. Oh, oh
1: yeah. Just oh three yeah.
0: weeks ago. He's probably on the beach. Like, he's just chilling on the beach <laughs> yeah. four, four weeks ago, and now he's, boom, in the NFC Championship game. There's just so many stories in there, let alone McVay getting dunked on in his last Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. There's just – I'm happy for that Ram squad as well, man. I honestly am. I thought the football gods were on Niners' side, team of destiny type feel after, especially what they did to Green Bay in the way they were coming together, Jimmy G story and everything like that. But that Ram squad just two weeks in a row, just stealing hearts, dude. Boom, bang. Let's get to the Super Bowl and Cronky stood up there with the NFC Championship, so pumped about the billions. Hey! billions! He invested in the stadium and paying off St. Louis because now they are the kings of L.A. The NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. Rams are representing there with all the stars. It's going to be tough for the Chargers to catch up business-wise, but I'm pumped for that Rams team, AJ. Man,
8: you're right. I didn't think about the Chargers. Like, okay, so here we go. We know the the, the two L.A. teams, the Rams, probably already had the advantage coming in oh, yeah. with having more fans, obviously, and now they're going to the Super Bowl in SoFi. so yeah, it's going to be a lot of catch-up for the Chargers moving forward, but yeah, it's, uh... I started, you know, what started popping up? In my YouTube uh, algorithms are videos that people are shooting of them cleaning up around the stadium out at SoFi, so it doesn't look too bad. Like a whole, you know, people living around the streets yeah. and stuff. But I don't what? know where they're moving people. Of course, or they're what? trying to clean I mean, things up. I,
5: saw I don't know why that came up. <laughs> why? That's, that's we're talking about the Rams, how happy
0: we are for the Rams. <laughs> right you just can't be like, well, you okay. know, the Cecil like, Hotel is actually I got too many bums
5: living around the stadium. Know, the stadium. Uh, Cecil Hotel, you know, where
0: those bums are killing people. That's actually right next to SoFi, and then they. Well, that's what you just said, and then what's nope. that row? Uh, Skid Row. Skid Row is actually the street two so yeah. far. So they're trying to clean up. What out. I'm trying to tell you, we've been talking about all
8: the different weird metaverse things. I'm not. I'm not straying away from football. I'm saying all of a sudden this morning, I'm working out. I'm watching different recaps and different things uh, on on YouTube, oh. and all of a sudden these videos pop up in my algorithms of them cleaning up around the stadium. I'm like, man, this is no,
0: thumbs up. Think about what your algorithm goes through. Oh man! Please, oh, on a geez. daily basis, your algorithm's just like back there, like all right. This mm. one did good. What was it? Terrible. Mm. Toxic.
8: No, you have not you would be very bored by the majority of stuff I watch.
0: Y- no shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
8: it's not toxic, it's not illegal. I watch like illegal. I love watching what? dudes. Uh, what? Like, I
0: didn't even know there
8: is illegal <laughs> no, content. Toxic. I'm saying what like can I enjoy watching. I'll watch dudes dig a five acre pond. I like watching guys install <laughs> French drains in people's yards. Like the for bodies, bodies. I really yeah, do. Yeah, oh, Lucas
0: Lagoons. You're a nut yeah, job, Lucas Lagoons is yeah. definitely a Sir, do you big, you like- into that,
8: big into uh, French drains.
0: I enjoy watching one particular on lay like concrete. You know, I don't mind uh, that. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out oh. Frank Moral. Shout out, Shout out. Whenever he's in that mud and he's kind of shaping a balcony. Yeah.
1: huh. awesome.
0: Anyways, let's get back to it. All right. The bums are going to be in LA. I mean,
2: they are clearing It's The way out. it is, Welcome period. Where
0: <laughs> <world. Fair laughs> yeah. though? Where are they going? That's what I'm worried about. Where are I, they going to move I, them? The beach. Hey, we have too many in Indy. Actually, we were thinking
5: maybe send get a couple
8: a down.
0: I thought they all go to Huntington. Don't think it's Huntington that has vastly different rules than everybody else. That like they even have like the most friendly rules. I read an article
2: for- that there was some some outrage because they did move a massive community that is near SoFi. They like just took their entire shit and just threw it away. So.
0: Oh no! That's crazy. No box left behind. What are we Man, even
5: doing? Have that was that th- Cronkey's doing. Who who did that? Kronky oh, was holding that trophy. <laughs>
3: He's like, yeah, fucking get them out of here. <laughs> Give them chargers. <laughs> well,
5: I'm
0: giving this speech to Terry Bradshaw, who's very close to my face. <laughs> there is two street sweepers at right outside. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That is something I guess to figure out because LA does have a massive homeless population because the weather is always nice and i think they have some laws that are very welcoming and i guess there's that going on and that's certainly the convo you want to have whenever you first come on the show and you get a chance to chat about the rams for the first time yeah.
8: going to the super bowl that is certainly quick sidebar it was just a quick sidebar i didn't try to derail anything
0: you know that What do you think about that Rams team though? I I mean, honestly, whenever you think about that game yesterday in SoFi, there was a lot of red in that crowd. And there was obviously a lot of conversation about the Niners faithful traveling and NFL game day morning live from SoFi Stadium was invaded by the 49ers faithful. It looked like college game day out on the uh, field set there for a little bit with how loud the Niners fans were on the game. It seemed like there was a lot. Then for the Ceremony. It looked like there was a lot of Rams fans in there. looked like everybody was kind of pumped. I think they're all excited for what they're building out there. But, boy, if they don't win a Super Bowl in their stadium, is that going to be a heartbreaker for them? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Joey Burrow is completely okay with going in there and dunking on all their fucking yeah. dreams and money for sure. Yeah.
8: And we know, like, the Super Bowl... Yeah, the Rams would technically have home field advantage. We know it's largely a corporate situation where these companies have these tickets because they're so expensive. Now, the real fans that do get to come for the Rams and the Bengals, like, I promise you, Bengals fans are going to do whatever they possibly can to get out there and get in that stadium. And they will be very, very excited and very loud.
0: If they'll do whatever they can, here we have an announcement to make from our friends at SeatGeek. SeatGeek will be giving away two tickets, hotel and airfare. Wow. Whoa. To the big game. The Ooh, big game? What? Yeah. SeatGeek says, hey, you want to go to the big game? We got two tickets, flight and hotel for you. All wow. you got to do is download the SeatGeek app.
3: Okay. okay. Fair. Then
0: Make you fun. go to the promo code section and you type in, thank you, SeatGeek. No spaces. T-H-A-N-K-Y-E-W-S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. You don't have to buy anything. You just have to go in there, download the app, go to the promo section, type in thank you, SeatGeek, with no spaces, screenshot that thing, tweet hashtag PMS, thank you, SeatGeek. You're automatically entered. They'll be sending at least two people to this Super Bowl with flight and hotel. He's in the office for the next day. We'll try to get that up to at least
2: mm-hmm.
0: another one. Yeah, uh, okay. At the current yeah. moment, a couple tickets, flight, and hotel from your friends at SeatGeek. All you gotta do is download the SeatGeek app, open the app, go to the promo code, type in "thank you SeatGeek," T H A N K Y E W S E A T G E E K, in the promos thing, no uh, mm-hmm. no spaces. Screenshot it, then tweet the screenshot of that hashtag PMS. Thank you SeatGeek. P M S T H A N K Y E W S E A T G-E-E-K, and you could potentially win. Seems like a lot of steps. I mean, we did have that conversation before we we came on air. We did. Seemed like that's a lot, but it is. Two tickets, airfare, and a hotel. Hashtag PMS. Thank you, SeatGeek. is the big game we're talking about. This is the big game.
3: If there are a few extra steps, what are you going to do? This is the big freaking game. This is the big game, (laughs) dude. Yeah. The biggest freaking game. It's no joke. Are the homeless eligible to answer?
0: Uh, They would have to download the SeatGeek app. Go into the promo code section, type in thank you, SeatGeek, uh, take a screenshot of that, tweet it with the hashtag PMS thank you, geek. Mm-hmm. and the homeless person could potentially win. Here we go. Probably not, though. What's what that? You, what? What you
3: oh. Probably not. You what did you
0: talk? Well, you're saying what? Luck doesn't seem to be on their side often? And Luck's it might be- not on
3: their side. I assume if Cronky gets one of that, he's saying absolutely not. I tried to move these bums out of here. I'm not letting no, you come to my seat. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you yeah. shitting me? Send them to Oregon. Okay, <laughs> done with this shit. All right, so once again,
0: download the Geek app. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go into the promo code section. Yeah. Uh huh. Type in thank you, SeatGeek. Okay. Thank you, no spaces. Screenshot that. Right. Tweet out hashtag PMS. Thank, thank you, you Geek. And you'll be automatically entered to potentially win two tickets, flight. And Hotel does the big game. The biggest game.
8: That's awesome. The biggest, baddest game.
0: Shout out to SeatGeek.
8: That is kind of a lot of steps now that you repeated it.
0: (laughs) You don't say yeah.
8: <laughs> but you know what? Hey, what's the, what did these tickets resale for? Five grand? Like, what are they going for? Six, Six is the I, lowest. Yeah,
0: they're, but Damn. who knows what that's going to do over the next couple of weeks. People yeah, are talking yeah. about Bengals, Rams. You know, how interested are people going to be? I, well, I think if you go Matthew Stafford versus Joey Burrow, that's a big-time story. I had a Twitter uh, poll that I put up last night, actually, and I was excited to see the early reactions. I was excited to see who people thought it was going to be. I asked, is it Burrow in them? Or is it Stafford and them? Mm. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? He put it up for 14 hours, and it felt like there was a lot of action early. I think we got like 39,000 votes within the first couple hours, Whoa. or first 10 hours maybe. I'm not sure what the final four added up. Uh, right, 78,000 votes. and them. Wow. 61.5% to Stafford and them with 38.5%. I'm surprised by this. AJ, are you surprised by this? Or do you just expect that since I put this out, every Rams fan was in Rams sta- in SoFi Stadium, uh, sure. so sure. they didn't get the vote on this poll when Cincinnati was watching along on the internet? Or do you think this is going to be uh, a telling story for the next couple of weeks that people like the Bengals? Well, I think it's
8: going to go up and down over the next two weeks, how people like... Who they think will win? I'm I'm a bit surprised. Sixty one percent to thirty eight percent. I'm surprised at the gap. I thought it'd be a little closer to fifty fifty here with people. But uh, so who are the are there any lines out yet? Are the Bengals a favorite or the Rams a favorite? What's going on? I'm saying uh, the Rams are favored.
2: So the Rams opened three and a half, and it immediately went to minus four for the Rams. Do you think the the poll would have been different though if you would have put Bengals, Rams versus Burrow? Stafford?
0: Oh, you think people are strictly picking Burrow over Uh, Stafford? Try another one. Do another one today, Pat. No, but what about NM? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a team. It wasn't just. Oh, you know. People people don't always understand. What? I got a lot of credit for using NM right, actually. By the way, by a lot of people. Pretty pumped about it. No big deal. But a Burrow in them, that heavy over Stafford in them, whenever it's a four-point favorite for the LA Rams in their stadium, is fascinating. I think the issue that the Bengals might run into, and it's, these graphics, by the way, for the next two weeks from Dirty, who is a yeah. diehard Rams fan yeah. are gonna be yeah. next level. Right. I mean, yeah. we're talking about some great Rams stats and mm-hmm. graphics that are gonna be coming out of Dirty. And we're all very happy for Dirty.
5: Oh yeah, like hey, you're Dirty, yeah, Dirty.
1: What?
3: Couldn't be happy. What happens? What? what
5: what are you talking about? I just you know I mean I'm I'm over it, it's okay, but the Packers should be in the fucking Super Bowl. They don't choke two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Stafford's gotta go play in the cold and they're probably playing the Bengals. Well unfortunately. But they ain't. But they ain't. Yeah. But they ain't. They, <laughs> they joke. Choked. So, yeah, you so know, you're mad I'm at Dirty at, for that? No, it's just, you know, I mean, hey, there's a team goes all in, gets all the guys that everybody wanted throughout the season, you know, and, and here it they, they are. It was those quarterback so.
0: graphics he was making. He kept the airing off them.
1: Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah he did Derek Carr
0: on there. Was a, <laughs> you know, Rogers? It's
5: just interesting.
0: I'm very happy for Dirty. Hey, let's talk about it, though. Peyton goes to Denver, goes to the Super Bowl. Tom goes to Tampa, goes to the Super Bowl. Now you got fucking... The thought that Matthew Stafford gets traded to L.A., goes to the Super Bowl. How come every other team doesn't just be like, you know what? It seems like the teams that are most, you know, aggressive and try to make plays are actually winning. Mm -hmm. And it's good for business to be seen in front of 200 million people at the (laughs) Super Bowl. How come we don't do that more regularly? And do you think this is going to make a lot of quarterbacks get antsy about their next home, even though some reports are saying that all is hunk-a-dory right. at home? And yeah. I'm not talking directly about Aaron Rodgers, but like Russell Wilson, you mm-hmm. think about who it's been kind of uh, glimmering and talked about. Aaron Rodgers, it's been talked about a little bit. There's a lot of success being painted in other places when quarterbacks get up, go on, and do their thing their way. I mean that—that's right in front of our eyes. It's happening right here.
8: Yeah, I, guess, I mean Stafford, he got traded, so he didn't like he didn't. Yeah, but he asked
0: for his trade, which is yeah. a bingo.
8: Which is—I mean, yeah. I agree though. I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Similar yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have the power. He didn't like. He wasn't able to go tell him like, hey, this is what I wanted. This is what I'm doing. Well, but Tom opted yeah. out of a deal, so he yeah, actually he had to go yeah. do that yeah. and do his own oh, thing. Peyton got comes, cut, so. I guess. So it is. So like, Aaron would have to demand a trade if he wants out, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Coincidence, McVeigh was in Mexico, and that's where he went.
8: Who? Stafford?
1: Yeah. I mean, was the first time they met. I think all those rich
2: whites
0: have like that one place they all go. to I think they all have the. I think they all have that tight circle of friends. Yeah, they They do. I've seen a lot of people in uh, suites that we know up there in Stafford Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: Hey, how about people thinking the Lions won that trade when it happened? That's (laughs) awesome. Who did? A lot of people. Everybody but us,
0: dude. What are you even talking... Not really. I'm not saying we're the only ones that were on Stafford's side, because obviously there's other people that are on Stafford's side, but we were one of the only places, and it's documentary, you can go fucking check it, dude, where as soon as... I was forced to watch these Lions games because Foxy's a Lions fan, so I'd be forced to watch this guy. He's unbelievable. If the, the Rams land, I was trying to get him to fucking Indianapolis, and allegedly that was almost happening. And then obviously the whole Carson Wentz thing where he walks in and he heard some stuff. I mean, whatever mm-hmm. the case is. But if he goes to that Rams team, he has McVay, he has those weapons. We were very quickly like, oh, this guy's this is awesome. Good for the Rams going all in. Uh, the Detroit Lions get three picks. And they get a little cap space yeah. save about their future. and They get an aging Stafford who's never won a playoff game. People but, were saying Goff was straight up better than Stafford in this office. People were saying that. Yeah, there was actually I'm people saying, man. oh, look at old Gofford up there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, in, that's not what I said. Yeah, that's what you said. The Gofford not
3: originator a, is actually a Rams fan. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, because Stafford had a couple bad games that's there. Right, this right. is the first year in that offense with Stafford first year and everybody's like all new pitcher. players
8: everyone around him yeah i mean odell halfway through joining us
0: now is a man who i think uh was maybe on our side but there's a chance he sent a this guy no, stinks no no he said he stinks uh, okay yeah, joining I us now know. joining us now is a man who we have a lot of respect for high football acumen host of the man to man podcast alongside Antoine Bethe 9 years in the nfl in the secondary at corner nickel and safety potential defense coordinator for a team near you ladies and gentlemen Darius butler
7: <laughs> What's up, fellas? What's up?
0: Hey, no suit today. What's going on?
7: I had to switch it up. My 5G's tripping. Every, everything's, you know, fucking going but Who did I say it did stinks? Did I
0: say you stinks? said Stafford stinks. Yeah, you said it. Let's get right no, into did it.
7: did I say Stafford stinks? That's a lie. Did not say Stafford stinks. You know? Foxy and said it. talking about
0: it. I'm pretty sure you said it. I'm pretty sure Connor said it. I'm pretty sure Tone
4: said it. I'm pretty sure, uh, sure Gump said it. I'm pretty sure Nick said it. Nick did shake my hand today, though.
3: Let me shit. I want to shake his hand.
4: All
1: I said was I don't understand <laughs> why you love him so much <laughs> oh, yeah, when he yeah. left now Detroit. Now everyone's narratives
7: are changing. Yeah. Now we know. Yeah, now we know. Yeah, I, I didn't say he stinks, but shout out to Gertie. Shout out to the Rams. <laughs> I'm happy for Matt Stafford, man. Same, you know, same draft. Obviously, the number one pick, and it, he, he's rewriting his narrative. You know in front of all of us i think everybody would have looked at his career and said a lot of past uh stat patter uh you know not a winner in the playoffs when a long time not getting a win in the playoffs which I, I did you know i was tough on him from that regard but now you're seeing with a good team obviously the rams went all in chips all in the middle um and he's 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 punching tickets to the super bowl so on he's definitely rewriting even if he doesn't win this game i think he's rewritten his narrative for a lot of people.
0: I agree. And it's only the first year there. It's only going to grow. You would think who knows how the cap will work out, but they'll make it work over there in LA. They seem to be a team that can do that. I assume it'll come to a crashing end at some point, like the Saints have 71 million over the cap and they got to figure that out. But let's talk about that Rams team. Let's talk about Stafford here before we dive into that defense maybe being a massive problem for that Cincinnati Bengals team and protecting Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow has the moxie to get through it. I'm excited to get your take on that. Matthew Stafford almost throws that pick. It was a punt. Ooh. Yeah, it is dropped. Does your entire defense and secondary know, oh, we're fucked now. You, you get <laughs> does Is that something that is natural that kind of just rains on everybody? Because that's the football gods almost saying, hey, here's the game. You give it away. And it almost yeah. automatically turns the shift of the way the game is going to go. Is that something you guys feel and know? And how terrible do you feel for old Cuzzy right now? He's thinking about that yeah. for, what, the next four months probably?
7: Forever. Forever, I mean, that was a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Obviously, uh, it's a big and honestly, those are the, those are the toughest ones to catch. You know, the ones they seem like they're in the air forever. Nobody's around. Like you said, it, it feels like a punt. Uh, but uh huge drop. And as players, you know, it's it's about sixty plays out of the sixty-five. That's kind of a sparring match. You're going back and forth, and then it's like three or four or five plays that is that's the difference in the game. That's obviously one of them, man. It sucks for me, and that's a part of the reason I was tough on Stafford too. He's going to give you a couple of those you know, every game. But um Tart man, that 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 really, you know, really sucks. I, I I can remember vividly every interception I dropped, never on that type of stage. So I can imagine what he's what he's going through. You even saw when he was playing the game, like a couple plays after he was still kinda like, man. damn, you know, still shaky, you gotta have short term memory and not let that same uh play, you know, beat you more than that play. But uh it, that's tough to get over.
8: Debo what's this uh this Rams defense gonna do to Cincy and like what can Cincy do to beat him like what do they what do they have to do they got to keep what six seven man protection like how are they going to keep joe upright and how do they win
7: man this this (laughs) you got von miller you got aaron Donald up front um and this offensive line they've been getting beat up you know all all playoffs so that's going to be the key to the game is trying their best to protect uh burrow and that you know you lost cj as well at the tight end position for um for cincinnati but you can't count this guy out man uh every game you know this is a I can't remember another two-year turnaround like this. You got unbelievable weapons on the outside. Um, you've had some injuries in that Ram secondary, but they they played well um, down the stretch. Eric Weddle is living, you know, every retired DB's dream. <laughs> you know, you get off the couch, you go in there, play a few games, and now you're going to the Super Bowl. Uh, but it, it, that's going to be the biggest thing uh, for the Bengals: is how do you how do we protect now? How do we keep him upright? Um, he shows some elusiveness uh, in this AFC Championship. Uh, against this Chiefs front, but um, that, that's going to be the biggest thing. Is Aaron Donald? This is the one thing that he doesn't have on, on his resume. A lot of people already call him the greatest uh, defensive player ever. So uh, he'll be he'll be fully stoked for this. When the last Super Bowl he was in, he he didn't make much much of an impact. Um, so I'll be excited to watch uh, ninety nine.
0: Hey, Eric Weddle said he's playing pickup basketball, too, you know, just a few weeks ago, and now he's leading the Rams in tackles and a tackle for loss. Unbelievable. And now he's in a Super Bowl in L.A., and he's the last image, I think, of when Tom Brady walked off the field was him and Weddle having like a 45-minute conversation. I mean, Weddle's a legend, obviously. Hopefully he goes out there and enjoys this, which I would assume he is. Let's talk about that Bengals team. What did they do in the second half that made Patrick Mahomes look like he was like Jared Goff or Kyler or one of these guys. He just seemed like he lost all of his confidence. I don't know if it, like a defense can sense that when you see it, but what did they do that made him look like a vastly different quarterback than we had ever seen Patrick Mahomes look like in that biggest stage, you think?
7: Up, up. I, would, I would have loved to see what his, uh, his whoop, his rating, his heart rate and all that shit, that they were putting out what it was in that second half because uh, momentum, a lot of people that never played the game obviously say momentum isn't a real thing, but the, uh, the, the Bengals had momentum going into that halftime. Even though they had given up 21 points, they almost gave up another touchdown. Eli Apple who put that target on his back in his chest made one of the biggest plays of the game right before the half, keeping Hill out of the end zone They didn't get any points. And situationally, you rarely see the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, you know, fail in those, in those uh, situations. But they did, and I feel like that gave that Bengals team that momentum going into the second half. They got to stop coming out of the second half. Chiefs got the ball first. It was kind of downhill for there, You know, they, they got the rush lanes. You know, Patrick Mahomes, that first half, he was scrambling, making unbelievable plays outside of the pocket, which on the back end, you can't cover those guys for that long. And up front, the Bengals, most likely a big point of emphasis at halftime was rush lanes, keep 15 contained, keep them in the pocket as much as possible. Obviously, let's eliminate the big plays from 10 uh, with Hill. And uh, they made those plays. And to hold those guys to three points for an entire half, they scored those three as time expired in regulation. And then actually played defense after the Chiefs won the toss and went on offense first, got a stop, and then uh, went down and got the win. I mean, just an unbelievable job by that team. And obviously, Joe Burrow, you know, making plays down the stretch as well.
0: Let's talk about Joey Burrow. Whenever you see this photo of him before he gets to the stadium and he's dressed, whenever you see this dude get on the bus or get on the plane, (laughs) dressed like a fucking G, I assume that everybody in Cincinnati's locker room loves him, but they talk about that culture that they're building over there. They're young. They seem to get along very well, incredibly confident. And this guy oozes Moxie deep, but I I mean, he has, to have heard everybody talking about patrick mahomes and josh allen for the next 10 15 years in the afc yeah. and down in cincinnati i mean there is a whole different conversation around this guy in that locker room they they i'd assume they think they got one of the guys like hey we got a goat in the making yeah. right now and there's no reason not to think that especially when he looks like this on fucking game day i love this
7: i mean this, this dude is unbelievable. i mean it, it's why i mean and they asked about the chain after asking if the diamonds were real his answer i mean just listening to him talk after obviously, you know, showing up with the swag and the way that he plays, um, you know, he's been telling guys all along, like, Hey, like you better get used to this. Shit. You know, let's get rid of that <laughs> underdog mentality, you know, not having an indoor facility and all you know, I yeah. owner being cheap as hell all this other shit. Let's get to winning games. And let's let this be, you know, the expectation. Um, you saw what he did at LSU and he's brought it right, right into, uh, the NFL. And, uh, you look at his numbers against teams over 500, against the spread i want to say it's like 15 and 6 or something crazy like that in the nfl um so uh, this guy man he's special uh, and the rams are favored by four right now that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see i'll uh, see which way that go but i'm excited for him uh and excited for the city of cincinnati man they, they they deserve it uh those fans deserve it out there and this is a a team that nobody expected to even win their division this year let alone be in the super bowl so yeah uh, i love it love to see it
0: it's not a great super bowl for this particular show Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Not the best. No. I mean, the Rams have the worst PR guy. <laughs> in, in, right. in the NFL. In yeah, That, far, that yeah. guy, he stinks. We got no access there. And oh, yeah. We've been burying the Bengals organization yeah. this fucking <laughs> entire season. I mean, it's <laughs> tough, and you just brought it back up. I was hoping we could just skirt right by it. But we'll what's cover what's this up? thing stern, but fair. Yeah, has yeah. uh-huh. to. Fans, Great. everybody, hey, go have good football. That's, that's right. right. Go ahead,
5: Ty. D, but it seems like Cooper Cup has 10-plus catches and like 150-plus yards every single week, and he has for the last like 10 weeks. What can the Bengals do to make Make sure he doesn't just like single-handedly take them out of the game and, and kill them.
7: I mean, he's a guy. You gotta, you gotta double team this dude as soon as he gets off the bus. Like I, I don't, I don't understand how coaches, how secondaries continue to let this guy. I, I don't, I literally don't know what it is. You look at his numbers on just third down alone last week. He had like seven catches, one hundred eight, two touchdowns on just the money down. Like he's a guy. Like, you can't give him fair ones. There are no one-on-ones. We have to jump this guy. We got a guy to got two guys, four four eyes on him, every play, especially in the crucial downs, red zone, third down. Uh, he, he's that good. And then you bring a guy like Odell um, over. He's It's clear he wasn't an issue in Cleveland. Um, you know, you got a quarterback like Matt Stafford. They're still not all the way on the same page yet. But uh, Odell's special, so even leaving him one-on-one. But at this point in the game, Odell got to beat me. Van Jefferson, like those guys, got to beat me right now. I can't let the offensive player of the year, should potentially be the MVP with his playoff performance. Uh Cooper Cup. I can't let number ten beat us. I just can't let that happen. I feel like he's just
0: on the same page as Matthews. They talk about that six a.m. meeting where they're together every single day. They're reading. Yeah. They're reading different plays. I think Stafford's calling a play, but I think there's a good chance that whatever the pre-snap read is by Cooper Cup and Stafford. I don't know if there's anything yep. that they can really fucking do. If the Odell Beckham Jr., you mentioned it there. Adding him is massive to that entire success at Cooper Cup, right? Because who got hurt? Somebody oh, got hurt. yeah. Who got hurt? Robert They're... Woods. Yeah. Robert Woods gets Robert hurt. Woods. And then yep. all of a sudden, it's like, well, uh, OBJ is now stepping into a different role. But having that fleet of weapons and blatant Blanton. Yeah, Blanton, yeah, Blanton, yeah blanton's become a guy in this entire thing having that fleet is a big deal right that's why you can't just double a guy right off the bus because you got to worry about everybody else and is that what d coordinators are damn they,
7: hey damn that pat we still got to double cup <laughs> like I said, they, they, they gotta beat us to this point like this dude because like you said when it when, when you play a zone coverage a soft zone coverage cup is going to get open he's going to he's going to produce it's very similar to what uh travis kelsey does in kansas city like you have a play but when you have that type of rapport with your quarterback, like you're going to find a soft area in the zone and you're going to get, you know, the quarterback's going to put the ball on him. So he's going to be productive. It's just specifically on those money downs, third down and red area. That's where we have to allocate however many resources we need to the stop 10. And somebody else got to beat us. I can sleep at night if Van Jefferson, you know, has a 10 catch 150 yard performance to beat us. But I can't let Cooper Cup have another 12 catch 180 yards. And you know, convert nine third downs in the Super Bowl. Like you, you that's that would be inexcusable and it has been all the way throughout the playoffs. Uh it is unbelievable. But but uh Odell, shout out to Odell Sr. Man. He took care oh, of the yeah. thing, he did what had to be done, mm-hmm. got him the hell out of Cleveland, and now his son is headed to the Super Bowl, man. I love to see it.
3: Let's go for the family. Uh, oh, yeah. but, for the family. What about family. this
8: Rams defense though? What what should their plan be in the secondary well obviously Jamar Chase, all the other weapons the Bengals Whew. offense has. Can you see him doubling Chase? Does Ramsey does he travel? Like what do you what would you do?
7: Man, I I would, man, you you're paying a guy $20 million a year at corner. I would I would you travel with one. You know, you go over with one and then Higgins, his Higgins is a guy. Does he normally do that though? One? He he's done it. He's done it. I mean, you've seen it. He plays in the slot a lot as well. But um, and bringing Weddle over, I'm sure Weddle will have a lot of input, even though he's not even been there a month. He'll have a ton of input when it comes to this defensive game plan. Weddle, I mean, he's one of the smartest players. Just seeing him from the outside looking in, we had an opportunity to interview him on the Man to Man Pod last year, and uh, just his, his FBI, his football intellect. Uh, he'll have those guys in good positions, and you put you put Ramsey on. You got it. And that's not, I don't know which way I would go in that matchup right now because Jamar Chase, he's special, man. And if he's one-on-one Ramsey, Burrow's still going to test him. He's going to have to win those. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. I would put Ramsey on Chase and then, you know, lean that safety help a little bit on the Higgins and the other guys. And then if Chase becomes a problem, we got to put in a little safety help with Ramsey too. So we got to get this ball by any means necessary. And those guys are front. Aaron Donald, this is what we brought Von Miller in for. This is why you brought Odell in for. You went chips all in. You have no first or second round picks till whenever, but this is why you do it. If you win the Super Bowl, you know, none of that matters.
0: Uzama, by the way, hell of a run yeah, all yeah. season. Sorry about it. Hated seeing that. That's not good.
7: said he might come back, though. He said he could possibly come back. It's an MCO. Okay, let's go. He hopes all to come right, back. Hey, let's tough. go. He, he hopes, go. He he hopes U-Zama, to U-Zama. the U-Zama. Super Boost, too, man. To who? The Super Boost, man. Got back-to-back. Uh-huh. Yeah. 15 million? What? What? 16.
0: Uh, eight. It was like 15.8, so we're saying 16? 16. They're 16? Saying, oh, you rounded up. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, saying yeah. 16. Yeah. yeah, 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 because there's probably people that bet that that didn't hit the button, too, you know? Yeah, yeah so, for sure. Uh, it's yeah. probably some other monies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that's 15 point oh, yeah. yeah. now. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, last week, they got me last week, you know? They did. <laughs> they got me. I was down, I was out, called the ambulance, but not for fucking me, dude. I'm coming back <laughs> next week, championship weekend, going back to the back. plus 600 and plus 500 shout out to the super boost man i guess it's like a a 14 percent hit rate on the plus 600 or whatever even though the thing was boosted we took a lot of money and thank you for everybody riding alongside of me you know this year has been a lot of hit a lot of miss a little bit more miss some hit a lot more miss well oh, yesterday. Like
7: that We're getting hot going yeah, into the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Deb
3: go ahead, uh, Connor. Yeah, Deb, you just mentioned the Rams defensive front. Do you think they'll just be able to rush three guys and then drop eight so they won't really have to, you know, worry too much about, you know, the Ramsey Chase matchup and they could actually probably just double him and Higgins at the same time?
7: Uh, you could do that as a switch up. But that drop eight, you know, that's when you get towards the red zone. You saw um the Bengals made a huge play. What was that? When uh when my fumbled yeah yeah you drop you drop eight and it's hard for that because the field you're not worried about guys running by you the quarterbacks are looking for windows you got eight guys and you have that spot that triggers late so you can do that but you can't you can't make a living off that you want to apply pressure as much as possible to this quarterback make them make quick reads and accurate throws and um you know got Guys like Burrow and Stafford can do it, but they're also going to give you opportunities to make plays on the ball. So when they do, just like when the Bengals did last week with uh, B.J. Hill, big fella got that pick. Um, you has got to, these, these turnovers, man. They are huge in these, uh, in these games. But, now nah, you can't make a living off, off dropping eight or, you know, blitzing the house. You know, those are kind of switch-ups that you want to do at, at the right time.
0: Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear more from you, hopefully, as these – this week kind of we might need you back this week again. It's gonna be a boring week oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Let's do it. Probably. Oh, Pro Bowl, yeah. Pro Bowl. Yeah, Pro hey, we'll talk Pro Bowl Strategy, Thursday, Friday. And then obviously, can't wait to see you in LA at Radio yes, Rare sir. when you join us in person. You're the best. Ladies and gentlemen, host of the Man to Man podcast, Everything DB, nine years in the NFL in the secondary, super football IQ, friend of the show, Derek spoilers
7: Thank you very much for
0: So sorry to interrupt, but I want to let you know that if you're not gambling with FanDuel, you're wrong. Users. FanDuel Sportsbook is the best sports book going for a lot of reasons. Most of them what I just said. Uh, we are very thankful for a partnership with FanDuel, obviously. There's so many different ways to win. There's more things to bet on. Their boosts seem to always hit, which is just fucking themselves over time and time again. Uh, we love the hell out of FanDuel Sportsbook, and you will too if you haven't used it yet. Use it nah. Also, there's fantasy on there, daily fantasy, and free-to-play games where you can win money. Shout out to FanDuel, shout out to you. Let's get back to the show. Man who co-hosted the Flying Coach podcast... Alongside Sean McVay, who at 36 is back in the Super Bowl with a brand new team and a brand new mindset and attitude, the man who knows more Uh about the Rams than anybody else in all of media, the man who is one of the hosts of Good Morning Football, which is nominated for all the awards. Oh yeah! Mm -hmm. Joining us right now on a text message, late text message, an absolute gem of a man, friend of the show, ladies and gentlemen, Peter
1: Schrager.
0: Gentlemen. Gentlemen, I'm honored. I'm thrilled.
9: AJ, I see you smirking over there during that last rant about the Colts. I love your facial reactions more than anything else on this show. You're the best. And Pat, I, oh, lo- I love being on with
0: you, dude. I fucking talk for three hours.
9: I
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: appreciate you, Shrags. I love that as well. I mean, it's one of my favorite things <laughs> of all time. AJ is the best. AJ is the dash of toxicity that this show needs every single day. But joining well, every time you join us, it's a little professionalism. And we thank you for yeah. that. Award-nominated, you know, insider of to the end insiders whenever you think about Sean McVay getting back to the Super Bowl how happy are you for him the amount of pressure on his shoulders his young shoulders this year had to be vast whenever they bet the entire future of the franchise on Matthew Stafford then Vaughn Miller give me Odell Beckham Jr. as well just everything the expectations were for them to have success here they are getting to the Super Bowl in their own stadium he's got to be elated and pumped that they're back Spoke to
9: him Saturday night for a while. And uh, I said, are you going to sleep tonight? He says, I'm going to sleep just fine. The game plan is good. The guys are dialed in. We had a great week of practice. They wore pads on Thursday. They were hitting. Mm. They were ready for this thing. Thumping. And I texted wow. to him this morning because – Last night I was texting him, I got nothing back, which is always humbling. Um, and then this morning <laughs> I, uh, I shot him one and I'm like, hey, how's it feel? Congratulations. Let me uh, please be a kiss-ass here for you this morning. Uh, and he wrote back and he was like, we got one more to go. So I don't think it's mm-hmm. that, hey, this great relief of beating Shanahan, or I don't think it's this, oh, man, what jo- 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 Jolly Willikers, this was neat. And did you see that DiCaprio was there? It wasn't. I wanted that. I wanted sense. to be able jolly to talk willikers. about it. Uh, jolly Willikers. Um, <laughs> but it, it doesn't seem that way. I think he knows. He's gotten to this point before, and he knows that there's still more work to be done. And as cliche as that is, his mind is kind of wired that way, whereas I would be enjoying a couple days, maybe three, four, five days this week of being like, I just, I just beat Shanahan. I, everyone told us we were we were, we were done middle yeah. of the season. No, nah, that's not him. He's not wired that way. That's awesome.
8: Triggs, do you think – I was mentioned to Pat earlier in the show when they showed McVay when the game was finished, he looked kind of relieved on the sideline, obviously very, very excited. Is he more relieved or excited, the fact that he's in the Super Bowl? And I'm sure now he has to feel a little bit like the weight on his shoulders, like, okay, man, I got to get this one. I don't want to lose, too.
9: I thought he was very candid last week in the in the media sessions. I believe it was Jordan from the, uh from The Athletic who asked him, like, you know, how do you feel? 36 years old, it's your birthday. And he's like, you know, it's crazy that I've been a coach for five years. He's like, it feels like it's been dog years. And he said it with a smile, but – this has been a toll on him this season. And, you know, the ups and the downs, the players missing because of COVID. They lose Robert Woods. Everyone is, is out on the Rams after they lost a few games. Everyone's out on Stafford after he throws a few pick sixes. And I don't think there's this, you know, F the world, us against the world mentality. But I would be lying if I, I don't think that there was a great feeling of triumph yesterday to finally beat Kyle, who he's six years younger than, who he worked under for four years in Washington. and who has they work it, together? You know, yeah. <laughs> what? Really? Isn't that hilarious? I mean, when they went to that graphic yesterday, oh. I just kind of grinned. Oh, I'm shit. like, all right, yeah, that, that is a fact. That is a fact. Did you know Matthew Stafford went and played high school baseball with Clayton Kershaw? Do you guys oh, know that? Nice. Um,
1: now there's, he's there's in the a Super Bowl. Those, here <laughs> there's
9: a lot of those nuggets, but I, I feel like you know, for all of us on the outside, it's like, oh, what a great relief. He never has to answer about Shanahan again. He has a chance to avenge that Super Bowl loss. But the truth of the matter is, I, I don't know if he is as in tune with the outside noise. He's got enough pressure on himself. He's the kind of guy that is a sports history nut, and like he knows what was at stake the second they started playing in week one.
0: Okay, so how do you think this—let's go big picture here for Sean McVay. He's 36— Happy birthday we missed it we should have sent him a gift but their PR people yeah. stink so who cares. <laughs> so the, the Sean McVeigh 36 years old massive amount of success they literally leveraged the future of the franchise for him to kind of make a run right now. This is all eerily similar to a man I'm just learning about here as of late with the Madden documentary, right? I mean they, wow. at some point like the amount of energy and pressure and buy in does he has he already uh, like admitted to that? Does he understand that the amount of you know, success and pressure that he is in right now is a real thing, or do you think he was like built for this and you don't think it's a big deal at all? I think
9: it's a great question. And he hasn't even crossed that bridge with me. But like if they were to win, I would I don't think stepping away from coaching just yet. But like I I wonder, like, you know, Madden is forty two, he's thirty-six. What could he do in the next six years? I don't know if Sean McVay is one of those guys like Belichick who's gonna coach till seventy. He is a really smart, ambitious guy and I, I think he's got Uh, Great aspirations to make a difference in the world beyond just football, too. So we'll see. But again, not married yet. He gets married this summer to his fiance for many years, Veronica, who's awesome. Congrats. 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 Has no kids. He's completely invested in this coaching thing, and he's given his life to this coaching thing. And I sure would like to think that, you know, that that he has that greater perspective. But right now, he's focused in on football, and he only wants to talk about the Super Bowl and nothing more than that.
0: Let's talk about Matthew Stafford getting to the Super Bowl. I thought it was a very cool moment when he was standing up there, oddly close to Terry Bradshaw, talking about the entire game. And, you know, the moment with the confetti behind him, and he was thanking the fans. And for years and years and years, everybody would talk shit on him. You know, Pad Statford is the Bleacher Report gridiron thing. This guy could always throw the ball well, but he could never win he can never do this this year the detroit lions won the trade with mcveigh because they got golf and three picks and everything like that how good does it have to be to be matthew stafford and do you think there's any of those conversations between mcveigh and stafford like fuck everybody let's go ahead and get that do you think that is I the do. way mcveigh is or how do you think uh, stafford's kind of handling this whole situation
9: i do and i know you've got a Lions fan there in the building and it's like you know he had to thread this needle where he didn't he didn't piss off at the fan base. And then he also exited with somewhat fairly decent terms with Detroit, unlike how things unfortunately ended with Calvin and with Barry. And I think he did. And I don't know many Lions fans who are like, you know, F him. He got. Like, I think everyone's kind of happy for him. you got to think about this, Pat. And 13 years, he never complained, never said a peep, just kind of went about his job while Breeze and Rodgers Played with and a broken all these contemporaries. They just went ahead and they did their thing and they won Super Bowls and they won and they got MVP talk. And he had the, the arm and the demeanor of all those guys. The first year he gets a shot, the first year he gets a shot with all the pieces around him and the coach and everything, he's got them in the Super Bowl. And I, get, I mean, look, this is a 32 year old guy. Great dude. I mean, all right, I worked sidelines for Fox for years. If you don't recognize my face from the games, it's because I did a lot of Lions games. All right, I wasn't on the eight team. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh, tr-
9: <laughs> I wasn't Aaron Andrews. I wasn't <laughs> Pam Oliver. Shit, I wasn't any of them. I was on a lot of 5th, 6th, 7th crews, which meant a lot of days in November and December doing Lions games. And I would do those production meetings, and Stafford could not have been a cooler dude. He understood the score. He got what was going on, held his head up high. And while other guys were playing for playoffs and Super Bowls, and he had his moments, short. Sure. This guy just took it, injured, played tough, played hurt, always brought it. And for him to have this moment now, good on him. I I don't think there's a single person with a soul or with a heart who can watch Matthew Stafford and be like, I don't like that guy.
8: Shregs, what about you look at the other sideline, Zach Taylor, another young coach. Do you have a relationship with him? Have you had many interactions? And like, how oh, yeah. do you think? Uh, how do you think he's going to do in this big stage? Oh, yeah. Zach's the man.
9: Zach is one of the most understated dudes, and you know the story. When he went to the bar after they won that wild card round against the Raiders, he got carded. And I'm like, that's Zach Taylor in a nutshell. Like the fact that they asked for his ID is great because that's him. Uh, when Cliff Kingsbury took Kyler Murray in that, or not Kyler Murray took Isaiah uh, Simmons in that draft, it was in that awesome palatial you know, sick house. The first pick was Zach Taylor, and he was in a room like I'm in right now. Nothing on the walls and just like, oh, we'll take Joe Burrow. Like, that's Zach. There's no ego. There's no sizzle. There's no pizzazz. It's just ball. His his father-in-law is Mike Sherman, which is interesting, the old NFL coach who you know very well, AJ, um, from his Packers days. And he's been in the coaching world for a long time. Ever since he left Nebraska, he's bounced around from Texas A&M to the Miami Dolphins for many years and now has finally landed with McVay and then got his big jump up. And again, a, an awesome dude. Players love playing for him. And last year, after they lost to the Dallas Cowboys in week 14, his career record was 4-20-1. and And he gets up in one of these media sessions and he looks and he's like, I know we're going to be great here. I know we're going to win a division. I know it. I'm asking you all just to believe in this team because it's there. And gosh, what a cool thing to check back in on now, about 14 months later and where they're going. Uh, And he's taking it in stride. Great dude, though. You guys would love him. Zach is
0: awesome. Yeah, and if the owner wasn't so misery, they probably move on to a new coach so they don't have to pay multiple coaches. But the patience pays off. And Zach Taylor, who 4 and 20, I mean, that would be fireable in any profession if you went out there 24 times and failed 20 of them. But that patience, that culture build, and Joey Burrow and that crew being so young, it feels magical over there. And Pat, I would add to you, like, so you got the Rams, and last night it's Paci-
9: it's you know De Niro's there, and it's Jamie Foxx is in the house, Jamie and they're Foxx? showing all the celebrities, know. you know, and they've got everyone, and then you've also Very got cool, Von Miller and Odell and McVeigh and Hollywood, and every- and there's like. The Bengals, which, if the Rams are number one on like Whoa, the. This guy. the, the,
1: oh the po- Whoa. Let me try. Let me explain.
9: Jeez. Let me explain. <laughs> if the Rams are like the poser, Johnny come lately, let me drop in, let me be famous, all that type of deal, these Bengals fans have been through it now. 33 years without a Super Bowl appearance. They were there. I was in Kansas City yesterday. So many Bengals fans, and they all wanted to tell me, Pat, A, Love you on the McAfee show, and B, they wanted to tell me I traveled 16 hours from North Carolina to be here. I traveled eight hours. Like you couldn't get a two different polar opposite fan bases, stories, franchise. You go to the owners' meetings. Stan Kroenke's got you know here we got this giant awesome new spaceship in LA, and then you got Mike Brown in the back of the room, like vetoing certain rules. He's like, "Is that economically fiscally smart?" Like it is a fascinating (laughs) dichotomy of. New NFL, like Glitz and Glamour LA, and then old school NFL, smaller market. We build through the draft and we sign veteran free agents like Mike Hilton and Eli Apple to take us there. Very different teams. Very cool.
0: Yeah, I hate that. I mean, I love that the Bengals are having success, and I love that people are saying, Hey, shout out to you for being on this show. I do feel like we have a pretty good uh, contingency oh. of Cincinnati fans. I hate the Bronze having success, though, because I don't want any other owners to think that this type of bullshit is actually a winning <laughs> recipe. I, I don't know if it's possible anywhere There's else. They signed
9: players this year, though. This year was different. They went and got Trey Hendrickson, paid him a pretty penny. Mm-hmm. Okay, They spent money on him. They went and spent Well, you have the money to. So- the
0: CBA actually says you have to spend a certain amount of money. Like That is something yeah. that you have to do. But I do yeah. like that that crew of guys that they have playing there, coaching there, they don't give a damn about anything. Like, hey, we're just going to go ball. And Joey Burrow seems to be the perfect human for the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals and lead them. Go ahead, Ty. Schraggs,
5: do you think yesterday was Jimmy uh, G's nail in his coffin in San Francisco? I mean, he's been taking it on the shins for the last several weeks here, and I feel like if they would have won, who knows? Maybe he comes back. But do you think he's done, and if he is, where do you potentially see him going?
9: Yeah, and I know. I mean, Lynch is one of my guys, and obviously, I know mm-hmm. Kyle well, and I know Jed York, the owner, in a, in a fairly you know professional <laughs> manner. <laughs> she, she name strange, drop, name drop, name drop, name drop, name drop. Boom, um, boom. I don't know shit on what they're doing with Jimmy right now. Okay. So that's basically what I'm saying. So, like, they wanted to get through the season for sure. If Trey Lance had blown them away, though, I, I don't see why Trey Lance wouldn't have been in the field. Like, let me give you a, an analogy here. When Mahomes was in. Kansas city, that whole season, that Alex Smith was taking them to a division title. And i like, everyone in Kansas city was telling me like, you gotta see this dude. You gotta see this dude. He's lighting it up. No one was saying that to me on Trey Lance. That's something against Ooh, Trey whoa. Lance, but, Ooh, but no, if Trey Lance, oh, not a peep. if Trey Lance had been blowing everyone away in practice and blowing everyone in the games, like, I don't think you, you would have necessarily, you know, it wouldn't be that much of a question right now. Now they traded three first round picks. Jimmy's got a big contract. It's a nice, easy rip of the band-aid. But, gosh, they got pretty close to Jimmy. And if Trey Lance isn't fully ready to go, I, I, I don't know. Like, do you, do you not do that and say, hey, let's run it back one more time until Trey is ready to go? Maybe then you can substitute Jimmy out for Trey Lance. It's it's a really interesting decision. And I'm not sure that it's such a slam dunk that everyone else on Twitter thinks it is.
0: Trey, you're saying a lot of muffled mouths over there about old mm-hmm. Trey Lance. Yeah. Maybe it's the masks. Oh, oh probably. Maybe. probably. Yeah. Maybe. 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 Got to go down to L.A. It's out of respect right. to Jimmy, I think. They wouldn't, they wouldn't do that to me. They wouldn't
9: say, like, yeah, but you got – out of respect to Jimmy, they all love him
0: there too. Okay. Well, Patrick Mahomes played in that last game against Denver, I believe, of that season and one, and everybody's like, ah, oh, this is the guy. Trey Lance has not had many of those No, at no, no, all. No. Go ahead,
3: Connor. Yeah, Shrakes, what can you tell us about Tim McVeigh, Sean's dad, not the oh, other the one? Man. He is the yeah. man. Does he just crush yeah. beers in the gym? But, Brian, that's what Brian, it looks like.
9: Let me tell you. Let me tell you about this guy, Tim McVeigh, all right, who I, who is not the Oklahoma City Tim McVeigh. There he so Okay, thank not. you, thank, okay, you, thank so you. He's not, a different thank guy. All different. right, so his father, Tim McVeigh's father, is John McVeigh, who was the GM of the Niners and has five Super Bowl rings. Tim McVeigh played at Dayton with the Grudens and like is like part of the whole Gruden okay. family. He played for John Gruden's father, if I'm not mistaken. Um doesn't go into professional football instead goes into television and advertising and is one of like the most successful advertising guys in the southeast in atlanta of all places
7: this like, a, like a big legend. damn ham guy he was like madman dog- yeah, this- yeah,
1: <laughs>
9: Um huge, what? huge personality, awesome guy, and is oh, like damn. Sean's number one support system. But that shot of him yesterday jacked in the Rams. But look at that picture.
1: Tim This condo. guy
9: is the dude. And his wife Cindy's awesome. And like they are just a cool family. But uh Tim McVeigh was a player in college and then went into the business world and has had great success there. Kinda respected They skipped a generation with the NFL and then you go with John McVeigh, five Super Bowl rings, and then the grandson is now in his second Super Bowl in four years.
0: Sean McVeigh says, my fodder's fodder. That's yeah. right. That's yes. five.
1: <laughs> my fodder
0: just yoked selling advertising yeah that's right. that son of a bitch is placing ads all over the place he's got one of these for ads. advertising he's got yeah. the don draper uh, big on right. don yeah, draper yeah. exactly
9: yeah. don draper he's not pete campbell he's don draper yeah. that's right well, oh, well i know a lot yeah. about him all of a
0: sudden i just learned the last week about don draper yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean oh, go yeah. yeah go ahead tone uh tone sorry bud Trey, talking about it-
8: dongs <laughs> on here yeah
7: i'm
8: toxic okay you talking about dong Ooh. ham yeah i'm not talking about D- john ham's dong you're the one that talked the about the hammock the
0: truth
5: Boy, dude I, toxic. I just learned this the other guy day. has an 18 inch penis his so fault. <laughs> <report laughs> that's yeah.
2: advertising yeah. yeah that's advertising <laughs> go ahead don straggs uh is there a point in this hiring process where the miami dolphins go oh shit we fucked up and, and hire flores back
9: <laughs> <laughs> no i think that that bridge has been burned That did not end pretty between the two uh <laughs> But the finalists that you're hearing, it's really interesting. So, like, Mike McDaniel is a possibility, who I saw last night. They show him in the booth, goes like this. And I told you guys about him a couple weeks ago. One of my favorite guys in football, he's a finalist there. But Dayball, I thought they were hot on Dayball. He ends up going there, and now you're hearing Harbaugh's name again as a possibility. So they might be back at square one, but it'll all work out for all these teams. But I do not see Flores going back to Miami. Now, Flores, maybe New Orleans? Flores... Maybe Houston Flores, maybe back to New England now that there are some departures on that staff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, okay. Uh, Brian Flores will be a head coach again in this league. I'm just not sure uh, Miami's the destination. Who wins the Super Bowl, Shregs? Good question. I've picked against the Bengals every single round. Like, I thought the Raiders would win, I thought the Titans would win, I thought the Chiefs would roll. Um, it would be disingenuous for me to go away from that right now. But, gosh, is he scary. He was so good yesterday. He was better than Holmes. Like, Burrow was unbelievable, unflappable. I took the Rams before the season. I'll probably roll with the Rams, but I got two weeks to marinate on that.
8: Nice. Hey, Shriggs, last one for me. Does, uh, does McVeigh have any kind of hobbies outside of football? Does he Does he know what's going on in the world, or is he just all football? No. He just goes
0: to Mexico and mm-hmm. gets drunk at pools?
1: Mm-hmm. What? That's it.
6: What?
9: Uh, he – you know what's interesting? Like, I don't know if you saw, and it's <laughs> he'd kill me for this. So, Josh Altman from like the real estate show, Million Dollar oh, yeah.
1: Listing. Oh, oh yeah.
9: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that guy's moving houses. Moving. Oh, yeah. That's McVay's boy? out in la and like i think he was in the box yesterday like they're tight like oh. i think mcveigh likes like real a little reality tv a little uh, real estate a little Rudy. business but okay but he's not he's not doing any book clubs uh on your show anytime soon i think he's pretty dialed into the x's and o's during the season
0: imagine mcveigh you know having an open house well, the that's a great great bit that we should do mcveigh as the real estate
9: broker would be fantastic this
0: view of la Look at this view of L.A. That's what he did to uh, Odell. That's what he did to uh, Jalen. That's yep. what he did to uh, Von Miller. Right. That's what he did to Matthew Stafford. Right. He's just a real estate thank guy you. underneath all of it. That's amazing. We can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day late here to join us and chit-chat about everything that happened. Good Morning Football this morning was a home run. Hey, yeah. Home run this morning. I love it. I'll tell you what, guys. I, I, I
9: wasn't, you know, I'm not kissing your ass. I'm not being like, I was walking around Arrowhead, and I think I'm hot shit from Good Morning Football, and I, you know, I'm kissing babies all so many, so many people. Bengals, Chiefs fans, love you on McAfee. I've probably been on your show a dozen times, Pat. I mean, I love you on McAfee. So I can't thank you guys enough for the opportunity to come on. It's been cool for me, too, to be a part of this ride
0: with you guys. Well, we appreciate your time. We appreciate all the people that watch. We understand that when they stop watching, it was us, not them. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us. Good luck on Good Morning Football. We'll see you down there radio. No, you're not going. Are you going to be a Radio Row? Not right here. I'll find my way to see
1: you. What? Okay. Okay. That worked. No, I don't
0: need it. We got these eight K studios. Damn it! Bitch.
9: I've got two, I've got two production assistants, four secretaries, five five different people on my beck and call for good morning football, but at some point I'll muddy the waters and I'll go and I'll go to radio row with you guys.
1: Uh, Please,
0: please, no, no, please come see the peasants, the paupers, please. We'd be very thankful. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, not Grammy, Emmy.
5: Yep. Oh yeah. Sports Emmy.
0: Emmy-nominated host of Good Morning Football. Thank insider you. for the Insiders. Peter Schrager Thank you. Hey, yeah. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your day to day. As we wind down this NFL season and talk about all the stories that were, the stories that are, and the stories that are to be. We can't thank you enough for allowing us to be a part of your day to day. Super Bowls in two weeks, but so much is going to happen from now till then. If you want to be a friend, tell a friend, please feel free to do that. If not, just act like this show never happened. Hashtag end pod squad. Let us know where you're at. Ty Schmidt continuing to give away merch, and we'll be back Mignano. Maybe. Is Aaron? Ah, uh, I'm not. I'm thinking no, but maybe. But if he is not, we should have great conversations with whomever stops by, and we appreciate you. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people to know beautiful. Overreaction Monday evening.